everybody. Are you are you all ready to fast ten your seatbelts for the for the first episode of of uh, of of Impossible New Worlds and, and also the last episode of Too Fast Ten Forward at the same time. We're doing we, this. It's a it's a crossover episode. This is leading in. This is the end credit scene of the last podcast to lead you into the next podcast. We are we are Harry Kim being conned by Quark on DS9 on the pilot episode of Voyager. We are <laughs> this is a connective tissue that uh, will bring people yeah. across to our new franchise. A new franchise where we'll be looking at uh, Strange New Worlds and I can't remember the films. Wait, why Mission can't Impossible. I remember what film we're looking at? Oh, Wish Impossible. Impossible. That makes sense based on the title of Impossible New Worlds. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've not seen, you've not seen, have you seen any of the Mission Impossibles? Never. I, I know. I think oh, I've seen it one, but like a bit of it, but I haven't seen I one or two. One I've recently, seen it this is, I love Mission Impossible. I unironically fucking adore Mission Impossible. I, a lot of people do. I mean, I saw the new one. There's a new one that's just come out, so they're still making it, which, which shocked me also slightly. He's still alive, um, despite his best efforts. He's hanging in there. <laughs> These missions seem pretty possible. <laughs> do you actually? Do you remember there was a like a PlayStation One Mission Impossible game which had a difficulty that was impossible? It was called Impossible Mode, but I legitimately couldn't work out how to beat it because it was like a stealth mission. And I think you were wearing like a tux and you had to infiltrate like a thing. It was PlayStation One, I can't remember. But I remember, I remember that I really... literally couldn't beat it. There was one that was like a Splinter Cell knockoff on, I think it was Xbox 360 era, that I genuinely loved. Yeah. I, know I might need to go and find track down a copy of that at some point because I loved that as a kid. Yeah. I, it I had the, one like... guy from the movie in it. Just that one oh. very, very. Like you'll you'll see when we get there, but a character who genuinely people forget is in the Mission Impossible movie <laughs> um, is in the game. Steve, and it's Steve the Mission. The one actor who said yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm just saying. Yeah, I swear it's a PS1 game. I swear it's a PS1 game because I, I remember it, it being literally impossible, impossible difficulty, and I thought it was a joke that it was actually impossible and you couldn't beat it. Yeah. But now I think about it, there's a chance it was actually possible, <laughs> and I was just a small child. It's like, do you remember the Die Hard game? It was like three crap mini games, one for each they, they Die Hard did film. All, they did, it was a trilogy, right? They did all three in one yeah. game. I remember reading like, an Edge article on that. That was made in like five months somewhere in Dorset. Yeah, it definitely was, feels like it was made. Yeah, yeah. I probably even would have guessed Dorset. That would have <laughs> <laughs> been. Nah, yeah, nah, that was, uh... was a video game made in the UK. It would have been made in the Midlands, I imagine, somewhere. I don't know yeah. exactly where, but yeah. I liked um, the original Driver had a secret level of Newcastle. Oh, that's cool. Which which you could... And I was like, oh, I'm going to replay that before my book tour when I go to Newcastle. Uh, mm. And basically, according to Driver, Newcastle <laughs> is a bridge and one small block of houses because it's like a post-grand little secret thing. Yeah, basically it was. Uh, I used it. To, <laughs> I navigated using it. It was great. I had a mate. I had a mate in school who genuinely used the getaway when there'd be like a trip to London, and he would always know where to go because he would have driven it religiously the night before on the getaway. I remember being yeah. incredibly impressed by that as a teenager. That's impressive. Like, Watchdogs Legion. Watchdogs mm. Legion was the same sort of thing because there's a, a walk I like to do around London, and you could do you could recreate that walk, and like the majority of that walk is there and doable. I was and so excited. The map stopped two roads from my old flat. I was gutted. I really wanted to drive past <laughs> my old flat in that. I was really pissed off about that. I was just far <laughs> enough outside the centre. 
Oh. Ah, mm. oh, you, you poor bastard. I know. Um, well, well, it's been a while since we did one of those. We were supposed to have done this a lot earlier, but uh, we've just had endless disasters. Life going away. Us. Yeah. Life going away. We did actually try to meet up and see the film in the cinema. Yeah, and I got and, really and sick. You got really sick, which is. Yeah. And then I got. I've been in. I've been working so hard recently that literally the only entertainment I have had in the last month has been. Mm the stuff we're watching oh, today so, so i had like a <laughs> i had a, a a fucking drought of entertainment and then i was like right fast and furious 10 is the entertainment i'm allowing myself that's like when someone's been the dehydrated in the desert if they drink water oh, yeah. too quickly it'll kill them right that's the you 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 went from no entertainment to so much <laughs> so not necessarily good entertainment but a lot of it um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, if, if to complete that analogy, it's like getting to the oasis in the desert, sipping the water, yeah. and going, "You got any Seven Up?" That—that's what it, it felt like. Um, and you insist on watching each of these Fast and Furious movies ten times in a loop, so yeah. you're soon to be prepared for the podcast as well because you take it more seriously than I do. All my notes, all my everything. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I can't remember any of the other films. I must admit, they have all blurred now into. They went to space, and I went. Okay, it's all just. I feel like at that point it hits such a mass that mm. in my brain it just formed a black hole. It just went oh, plunk, and it just you yeah. know went super over, and then there's just. The I, I feel like maybe the same thing has happened to people off. behind the scenes as well, right? Like it's definitely. <laughs> Well, did you see that screenshot I sent you? Because I went back to the end of Fast and Furious 9 where Ham knocks on Shaw's door. <laughs> and I, I I took a screenshot and compared it to Fast 10 mm. uh, where they do that scene again. And it's in a different place, a different backdrop, and it's a completely different hairstyle. Yes. And different clothes. And I, just I mean, Statham's like, got the same hairstyle. They kept that consistent. They they did. The actor who was playing Jason Statham in that. Jason Statham is my favorite character in the show. Um, I well, think that's he's good. Shaw, right? He's called Shaw. Shaw. The actor who plays Jason Statham is called Shaw, I believe. Yes. yes, yes. And Mary Shelley wrote Doctor Frankenstein, and the monster was called Mary oh. Shelley. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I can't remember. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Fuck. Let's get this done. Oh, I'm opening a can of whoop ass uh, critic uh, film criticism. Whoop yep. ass. Um, yep. Every so, frame is a painting, but it's a painting by a five year old. Yeah, it's a painting by an AI bot that they haven't trained for very long. Fast <laughs> ten. <laughs> uh, Fast ten. I didn't particularly like. There was some no. good bits. Some good bits. But my overall feeling after watching it was, I regret watching that. I only had two and a half hours of free time this week. <laughs> and I wasted it there. Mm. And I'm so annoyed. I reckon I'll was... enjoy it more on rewatches. That's my theory. Because I did nine. Nine I really enjoyed more when I went back and rewatched it. So I'm hoping I... ten sells in. Oh shit, were we doing eight every even numbered one is crap and every odd numbers one is good? Oh, that's an interest. Oh, we will apply Star Trek logic to this. 
Interesting. I think we do. I think the logic applies to this more than Star Trek at this point. Tokyo it's... Drift is the is the third though, which disrupts it. It's got to be odd numbers. Yeah, odd numbers are good. That's what I'm saying. Odd numbers are good. Oh, odd numbers are good. Ten. Yeah, one oh, good film. Three right, good film. Five safe yeah. good film. Best. Seven can't remember. Nine last one. We enjoyed it. The yeah. next one, which is just doesn't have a release date. Why doesn't? Oh, I did. I. Either oh, didn't remember you know or why. didn't know that it was going to be a two-parter. So that when it just stops. ended, I was legitimately <laughs> fucking livid. Well, the best part is you know, you know that the next, you know that the next Fast and Furious movie is not the continuation of this movie, right? You're aware of that. You are fucking kidding me. No, I'm not aware of that. Okay, so they are doing a Captain Marvel-style interim film. Between the two oh, parts, focused on uh, the Rock's character, Hobbs. Post credits. Are we getting scene. another Hobbs and Shaw? Did you did you you watch you saw the post credits right? Yeah, yeah, I watched the whole thing. Where they had this yeah. guy with the exact and specific body shape of the Rock in a mask, and you weren't meant to know who it was, even though it was very yeah. obviously the Rock <laughs> in a mask. It yeah, was either so the doing, Rock or doing... the actual Hulk. So yeah, What's so they're the... doing they're doing a breakout movie with him and Aquaman, like which presumably has to end with every character in exactly the same place as they started because they've That's got to pick up this film where it left off. Yeah. yeah. Hobbs and Aquaman. Of course. Hobbs and Aquaman. That would be great. I, I would watch that movie. That's a good. I'm title. still waiting for. I want. I want. Um. I want Jurassic Furious. That's what I want. I want. Like let's just go for it. <laughs> Just take those universal properties, let's smush them together, let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah, just fucking smash them. I'm into it now, I don't care. I've stopped caring. Yeah. The film has, so I might as well. Exactly. Like, there's no I, there was good no, there were good bits. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a two. It wasn't a two no. where I'm there going, I hated every second of this. Um Yeah, we're somewhere sub five. We're under five. We're somewhere yeah. in that zone. It it definitely. I mean, when it started with a six-minute flashback to a film (laughs) that I remembered because it was one of the good ones, just to not reveal any information. Well, that's what I like. We we have to flag when your movie requires two flashbacks to the same point in time to retcon (laughs) in the same movie sequentially. You know, you've written a good script. Yeah, that is. That's yeah. We're retconning this. We're not retconning once. That's for lesser movies. This is this is movie on a par with Tolkien, according to Vin Diesel. So this has to have two tiers of recon. Yeah, Tolkien. he's on record as saying that he 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 aspires for Fast and Furious uh, franchise to have the same mythic world building as the Tolkien uh, books. Uh, I think has I think we all them? agree that he's a team man. Is he, he's had them described like, to him. Do, do they have like a very hungry? Caterpillar version of the <laughs> Hobbit universe that he's read. Called like, lift up flaps. I think, called, I think that's what the Hobbit is. I think the Hobbit, Hobbit has lift, It has lift up flaps. Behind every I flap, so. a new fucking endless song for you to see. Okay, skip. we're picking on Vin Diesel. What are they doing to his face in CGI in this movie? Because it pissed me I off don't the whole know. movie. There's like a weird. Am I reimagining this? There's like some kind of post process. No. He, looks he looks like, like he was being rendered. Re-aged. Yeah, he looked like he was being rendered on a PS5. They're doing it, it something. Had... Is yeah, something was happening where he looked. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I think he's fallen out with every member of the cast, 
and they're just CGI in his face over someone who is not him. <laughs> that could be because, like, that might he be went it. like. My biggest complaint with this is he went off and had, uh, I wouldn't call it an adventure, because then nothing yeah. happened. But he went off and had a sulk, and kept introducing yeah. new characters that were just unnecessary. I'm like, why isn't any of this tying in with? It's like, oh no, they might shoot Captain Marvel. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. She's been in the film for four minutes. <laughs> like shoot her great add some stakes kill someone this guy's supposed to be the ultra mega badass murder villain ultra supreme and he didn't kill anyone he didn't kill anyone no. so bad John Cena got bored and killed himself like that's <laughs> <laughs> and he'll survive because as we know nobody dies in nobody the Fast dies. and Furious franchise which has been I... exemplified in this film by a death count in the negative numbers for the, the characters they've brought back. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's it's good. I, I, it's uh... a good film. I... What? Yeah. Yeah, go on. No, I think we should start no. working for your notes because you've done your chronological thing and I've not. And otherwise I will just start keep bouncing around the movie. You've got you've to bring some structure to this show. That's what people expect now. So I was... Right, I was saying... Six minutes opening scene. Yeah. To just basically repeat the opening scene, but be like, hey, Joe, Jason Momo was there. Yeah. You know, Ronan Dex. Remember Ronan Dex with Stargate Atlantis? He's in this film. Um, mm -hmm. And he's. He and is crucially, the, only the person... rock was not there. That's the other thing yeah. we're doing in those six minutes. Because at yeah, this point, when we're shooting this movie, the last few rock movies have not bombed yet. So everything, yeah. every shot is like ignoring the rock because they don't know if they're going to get him back. They don't know that he, you know, these men really <laughs> need to put himself back in a successful franchise. Uh, so they're I, they're shooting around that. Off I feet, love the, the, the fast feet. The fast of the furious is like the sloppy seconds of Hollywood. It's like Gal, Gal Gadot is like, "Oh, Wonder Woman's over." Vin, <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> just as soon as everyone's career goes slightly down the toilet, they just pop back into this franchise. It's great. It's wonderful. It's the recycle bin of Hollywood. <laughs> Hey, it's it 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 had it it fired its director two days into shooting. This film was always destined to be successful. Um, I did notice it was not directed the best. I'm assuming it wasn't our, our boy Justin Lee. He had a falling out with um, Vin Diesel and left the set apparently. So, yeah, he fucking did. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Of course he did. It seems to be the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's six minutes fucking flashback, and they reveal yep. Ronan Dex was there the entire time. Um, that the and character's then... name? That's the character's <laughs> name in Stargate Atlantis. He's called Ronan Dex. Stargate Dex's. Atlantis. Ronan Dex oh, okay. in Stargate Atlantis. That was his first major role, I'm pretty sure. So okay. I, I've been a fan for the longest time. I mean, because he is currently... That's before cast... Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones is where, like, oh, yeah. extreme normal people audience kind of finds out about him. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been that. Yeah, no, Stargate Atlantis was the first thing he was in. And he was yeah. glorious because he's an absolute fucking delight and was by far the highlight he of the is. film. Um, yes. But he was, like, he's currently uh, cast as the lead in both the Just Cause film, which has been in development hell forever, and the Minecraft film. He's the lead in both <laughs> of those at the moment. He's playing, is he Steve in the Minecraft movie? Are they going for that? I mean, maybe? I don't know if Minecraft I'm... has any other characters. It might do at this point. It probably Every does. Time I... I'm probably missing like... out on a lot of lore in the Minecraft yeah. universe. It's yeah. like Discord. Every time I boot it up, something's different and I'm too old and confused. Yeah. 
It's not. It's not like it was when we were back in the day. The original Minecraft, the original trilogy, yeah. was better because we were kids. We liked yeah. it. Yeah, I was a kid. When it was just, I wish I'd been a kid. It was just Steve bouncing around in a in a Those little void. Yeah. Back when Notch wasn't a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> back back when we were going to Notch's parties and not feeling bad about it. Um, those days, those beautiful days. Halcyon, yeah. Halcyon days. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so fuck, there was a six-minute flashback. Skrillex. Skrillex. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Um, it ended and, with him yeah. being knocked in the water. Yes. And and then he opened his eyes, and I was like, oh, we're now going to get an emotional scene where he like tries to save his dad from the wreckage of the car can't pull him out, it's emotional, we'll side with this character. Like, it'll give the villain uh, some heart <laughs> and some interest. And, and then it went to the opening titles. Yeah, no, and I went, no, no, oh, no. we don't... Why? Okay. That would be a moment to have, like, emotion. The baddies and get to... the, the character building in the second movie when they're friends. That's when you get it's... the giving shit. <laughs> Isn't it more fun, right, to have like a bad guy that isn't a bad yeah. guy at the start of the film and doesn't really like his dad, but he's just kind of getting dragged along by him and then gets thrown into the water and is like, no, they killed my dad, and then turns him evil, and it's like... Seems like you're investing a being. lot... It feels like you're investing a lot of character development into a character not played by Vin Diesel, Dan. And you're going to have to get with the program here. You're going to have to get with the program, because we're not here to tell stories of our characters who grow through their experiences and experience change. We're here to make a movie with the exact same characters over and over again until we realize that a character is boring and we completely change their personality off screen, as was the case with John Cena, where we made him... He's just John Cena. It's great. He's just John Cena. We we tried John Cena playing a bad guy and being very kind of cold-blooded and evil... But people like John Cena more ways John Cena, so we'll just have John Cena in the movie, really. Like it's fine. I had a I had a clever thought about John Cena, right? Here's the thing. <laughs> Instead of paying money for John Cena yeah. to be in your film, yeah. Yeah. pay money to a child who's dying of cancer and make them okay. make their wish to be John Cena's stars in this film, and then yes. you get him for just the price of a dying kid. Yeah. I feel like that would be a method that was used more frequently if it was a successful method. It feels like people might see through your brilliant plan, Dad. I feel like I'm not, it would I'm not going to tell you how to. I'm not going to tell you how to run your Hollywood studio either. That's your choice, but um, it seems flawed as an approach. Yeah, like a court. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so this was the, this this film was the Infinity War of mm. of yes. Fast and Furious franchise. Um, by somebody who read Infinity War's Wikipedia article um, in a language they didn't understand. And brief so... aside, brief aside, have I talked on this podcast about the Infinity War director's commentary yet? I don't think so. Okay, I need everyone who's listening to this. Obviously, keep listening to this podcast. Have a great time with it. Enjoy it. Hang out with us for a bit longer. <laughs> um, have a great time. <clears throat> but afterwards, genuinely, the commentary track on Infinity War and Endgame is the best education in kind of mainstream popular uh, movie screenwriting screenplay writing ever. Ooh. Like genuinely the commentary tracks on those, cause they've got the, 
I think the Russos and their writer are doing the commentary together, and the way they break down how the story beats in those movies work, how they're building stuff for the different things, how they make all of that complexity work in something that's you know trying to put thirty characters through a through a yeah. meaningful narrative arc. Genuinely, really fucking good, really educational, really interesting, and something that the writers of Fast and Furious could probably have benefited from listening to. So anyone who's listening yeah. to this, because I know we talk about writing a bunch of, I imagine there's people in the audience who would like to write stuff. That's a great place yeah. to go and learn genuinely. Like, cause it's, you know, it's, it's mainstream stuff, but it's like, it's just incredibly good story conversation. I mean, so I'd recommend that. There but, you go. Sincere yeah. recommendation. Yeah. Nice. Cause Infinity War is like, for me, that prime example of here's an impossible task that you won't be able to write. Right. Yeah. It. You've got to yeah. take 10 years worth of films and character development and tell a story. Yeah. And they went, okay, we'll focus on the villain. We'll have all these bits bubbling up around the outside, but it's going to yeah. be the villain's story. So we focus on a new character and how he interacts with everybody else. And I'm exactly. like, That's genius. A really straightforward hero arc for the bad yeah. guy, which is a really nice yeah. framework to hang on. And I think, I think they did incredibly well with all the other characters, how their arcs work. The only place you could say it was only like a B plus effort is the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I think they kind of, I think James Gunn might be the only person who can write the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I think that was, <laughs> I think that went off piece a little bit. That third one is incredible. I'm still um, not saying it because as I've oh, said, really I've seen, I haven't seen Ant- the new Ant-Man. Um, I haven't seen Secret Invasion. I haven't seen Into mm. the Spider-Verse 2. That's brilliant as well. Yeah. Ah, fucking better be. That's uh, that's uh, an interesting one. It somehow uh, surpasses the original. I didn't think they'd be able to. I saw people saying that, and I was like, nah, you're not going to get me feeling the way I felt coming out of that first movie. And they totally did. It's amazing. Well, the the first movie is my favorite animated film. Essentially my favorite film. I adore the first one. Like, it's it's just amazing. It's it's pitch perfect, and it's doing so much stuff, and it's visually the best-looking film ever made. And it's it just it's one of those films where I'm like, oh, this is so good. The Oscars aren't going to go to this. You know when films are like good, and there's like you you like Lego Movie. Remember the Lego Movie? And you're watching it, you're like, this is such a brilliant breakdown of the hero's journey. Nobody who votes for the Oscars is going to understand it. It's not for them. It's going to be for the nerds. <laughs> and the so Lord and Miller, basically, that's that's what you're all about. I respect. I'm that. about Lord and Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, the they did loads of community as well, didn't they? Community basically is the branch off point of every fucking sci-fi creator working right now, right? Because you've got the Russo brothers with Community too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's clearly some connective tissue. All roads lead back to, uh, to yeah. that. <laughs> to Dan yeah, no, I, I think with uh, Rick and Morty, of course. Oh God, yeah. you're right. And, yeah. and ju- just Justin Roiland with um, not being existing anymore. <laughs> And then the writer's room on Rick and Morty is where a lot of the writers that then end up on Star Trek and other places come from. And it's a whole... Yeah, yeah you're right. It all kind of branches out from there. Huh. And yeah, Actually, have you seen... of course, never existed. Um, yeah. Have you seen his I, new voice for Solar Opposites? I've not. Have they, have they obviously replaced, but is it someone doing an impression or have they... No. No. They've basically... They've cast a very posh British man. I think he's in, like, Downton Abbey or something. And they've given okay. the, the the character a very British personality. Out of nowhere. He just huh. gets, like, stabbed in the throat with a dart. 
And then he just, they get like, oh God, get the voice fixer Ray. And it just changes his voice. And now he's suddenly saying things like bugger and bollocks. And I'm just like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I mean, you've got to do it. That's probably a good way of doing it. Yeah. Like, I get that. That makes sense. Because if you just get someone doing like a bad, I'm interested to see what they do with Rick and Morty. Because to be honest, I don't know, I kind of gone off Rick and Morty anyway before all of that. Like, I definitely dropped off it. Like, I've not watched the last season or whatever. Um, I wonder if that'll, it might refresh it. Might be a good thing. Well, the most the most recent series of Rick and Morty I felt was a really really positive step back in the right direction. Okay, yeah, um, that was a huge step forward because the the series before that I for the most part was basically unwatchable, uh, mm. masturbatory that might be awfulness. Where I off. Yeah, yeah. That might the, that might but the most off. recent series was good. Solar Opposites is pretty much fantastic all the way through so far. Okay, and. And contains a side... It's sea story uh, is, I think, like Game of Thrones level depth and world building. With, like... And it's a throw... They had a throwaway gag in an early episode that has become a sea story that is so strong it gets whole episodes dedicated to it. I've just seen what you sent me and I'm annoyed at you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so annoyed at you. That's on my wall. That's uh, too caring. You dick. You dick. You bust. I'm not telling what people on what it is. But... <laughs> you bust. What's solar opposite? Solar opposite is really good. I will. Oh, God. Anyways, fuck this field. We've only got past the, the fucking flashback. We're there. We're, we're, um, well. we're six minutes in. Come on, everyone. This is it. Right. Then Vin yeah. Diesel, his kids driving illegally in a circle. Um, yep. And then, and then Vin says a line that I wrote down. Uh, he put, "No one starts at the finish line." Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. That's racing with laps. That's literally how it works. Everyone starts at the finish line. <laughs> everyone you start at the finish line. Well, slightly line. behind it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you start behind the finish line, and you go around to the finish line. Everybody starts at the finish yeah. line. The fi- finish line and the start line are interchangeable. If he, if he knew anything did, about cars. I remember we, that was the thing, was when we were watching it, I like I, I made a joke about that when we when me and Kerry were watching it and and she explained to me and I think she was on something that this this absolutely is because he's never actually really raced. He's only ever yeah. raced in street races. <laughs> like he watched his he watched his dad go around the track, but clearly he just fundamentally didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> and then he's only done street races. So for him, they are not loops, they are road which Fair play. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was like, that why, why doesn't my dad... Why? <laughs> that, that kid's growing up black. Can we just point out that where is this kid's ethnicity come from? Uh, I'm looking to the, the two other members of the crew who share the same skin tone because uh, we've got Dominic Toretto, who is Italian, and the, the baby's... The, the child's mother, who is Brazilian. And I don't understand... <laughs> I'm not I like a worry geneticist. About it too much. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you're 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 going down a road that I don't think you need to go down. Down, I think you're good. <laughs> I just sit there watching it going. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that he was Italian. You know, you're one of those YouTubers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, uh, we all go that way in the end. Don't worry. I'll get I'll get my fucking yeah, ukulele out and. Bust a song out as an apology. Have you seen that? that, that? Should, yeah, that we should have a for. I, I saw the I saw the guy um acing a guitar hero version of it for ten minutes. <laughs> that was how I saw that video. 
That's what I watched. Ah, no, 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 you've been watching the wrong version. Trombone Hero is the best <laughs> superior version. Mm, if you got 10 minutes good. of bad tromboning, yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah. I Actually, oh, shit, yeah. Mike, the least Yo. believable part of any mm. Fast and Furious film was in that opening barbecue food scene. The least believable part, right? Because they had like, randomly they had like, he's got a mum now, who was in that one scene. Um, like, not that. I, that's, yeah, that was interesting. That's, I've got a theory there, is I think that Fast and Furious isn't, the producers of Fast and Furious are at this point comfortable that Abuela is known enough to a white audience that they can use in a movie. That's where I took that whole scene to be, is as a term, Abuela. <laughs> like, the, the, yeah. they really wanted to get that in. Um, and yeah, something that had not been in the franchise. After the, yeah, carry on. Anyway, that was very interesting. And then vanished after that scene. I was like, yeah. oh, you're going to be... Oh, we've got a character who's well, going is, after is all your family. Things, is she... Is she like a mega star and we don't know because we've not seen the stuff? Is she like an amazingly popular film star or musician or something like that? Is this one of our places where our nerdiness and our lack of awareness of pop culture is is embarrassing? No, I'm gonna Google it. This uh, might be like is this like a is this like Mariah Carey of Latin music, basically? Like is this someone who's like so uh, 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 Rita it's Rita Rita there's a pic the first picture of her is with Animal she's one of the last <laughs> remaining stars from the golden age of Hollywood oh there you go that's what it is yeah, yeah. oh she's been working for 70 years Jesus oh she was in uh, supporting roles in Singing in the Rain The King and I West Side Story yeah alright so she's done a she's done a bit she's done a bit yeah she's one oh of those God, people who was she in West Side her. Story I'd not put that together at all I have absolutely no idea. Anyway, anyway sorry, go on. Yeah, we're... Anyway, so, the, the least believable bit in any of these films is the barbecue scene. And Lady Vin Diesel, I've forgotten her name because she doesn't really do anything anymore. Lady Vin Diesel comes <laughs> like, out holding a casserole dish. Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. yeah. She, she, she's holding a casserole dish from the underside with a hat underside. I would never hold it, even if it's cold. I would trust a casserole. A casserole dish, you, you kind of approach a casserole dish carefully, don't you? You, you have see to, that fucking... Well, you have to, you have to remember what Michelle Rodriguez's around. character at this point has been through. This is, this is nothing <laughs> to her. The pain in, gives in, in her life. World, in, in your world, Dan, a casserole dish <laughs> presents a challenge, a concern, a reasonable one. Like, I'm not knocking you for it. But for her, she's died... Uh, lost her memory, been in several uh, massive fights and car chases. She has literally had her her partner tether the car and swing it like a yo-yo between two chasms. At that point, you'd be pretty chill about casserole dishes, I think. I think you would just get on with it. Uh, you know what, Mike? No, I don't. I don't think yeah. so. I think there are some things that are fundamentally so human that that is just, that's a sign. That's a sign. Mm. That is a sign that she's she's gone. She's checked out mentally. It's it's one of those. I I'd have a I'd have a psychiatrist around like that if I saw somebody holding a casserole dish from the underside. Go hold it from the edges, yeah. pr preferably with a tea towel, even if it's cold, just to be on the safe side. 
Because we all know casserole dishes are what the sun's made out this is, of. See, this is, this is why you're not in the Fast and Furious universe, Dan. This is, you know... <laughs> I feel like I might be if I, if these keep going. I'll just get slopped into it at one point. Wait, that's bullshit, because I am. I'm literally watching from one of the windows in the fifth film. I'm literally in the window watching the little <laughs> flippy car drive around. The 4K release. <laughs> People go zoom in on the window and see you just staring <laughs> out the window. Yeah, if this podcast became big enough, they would, they would. I think they would give us cameos in the in Fast and Furious Eleven. I think there'd just be a moment where you and me are just sat there shaking our heads as two cars drive past. <laughs> Unbelievable! I didn't like it. Unbelievable! There'll be a Ridiculous. bit. They need somebody to get hit by a car, and they're like, "Oh, I know the guy." <laughs> There's that dweeb who said that Vin Diesel had CGI on his face for the whole of movie ten. We'll get him. And we'll have him hit into by a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would be. Anyway, yeah, so so uh, they do the big barbecue thing. And mm. that made me go, oh, God, this is going to end on a cliffhanger, isn't it? Because we're doing the final scene at the start. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the end yeah. scene at the start. This, we're not going to have the end scene at the end. We're doing it at the start. Everything's upside also, down. Also, there's another reason. There's another reason for it to happen at the start which is that a character makes an offhand joke about the barbecues, and this film does not respect you enough to remember the barbecues <laughs> in nine previous films. Yeah. I feel so like the... Too. I feel like the jokes in this one about how the films are structured felt a bit, like, defeating. Too meta. Yeah. They're like, not, it's I'm not, not fun if they're in on it. They, they, they should just be... Yeah. It's the characters shouldn't be in on it. Because when, like, they yeah. did the last one of, like, maybe we're immortal, that, that whole yeah. random... St- I really enjoyed that. Because that was silly. They're, they're like, maybe we're immortal. Yeah. They meant... That's why it's it's what's fun. It's why I enjoy this franchise is that they... The characters take the world they're in very seriously. Like, they, they yeah. are... They're bought in. And, yeah, the second people are, like, winking to camera, you're right. It kind of falls apart. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 Anyway, then we have the reveal that uh, he doesn't know what sex is, which I thought was quite enjoyable. <laughs> I don't think Vin Diesel knows what sex is, right? I'm genuinely Why do you not at think this Vin point. Knows what sex is. Because there was. Oh, whoa, whoa. First, there was the reveal in his fucking picture frame that he wore a wife beater to his wedding. <laughs> of course he did. He's, he's got he did. a white wife beater on in his wedding photo. Mm-hmm. That's. And that, I honestly laughed a lot at that point. But then, no, then he's just like, he's doing this scene where he's like, oh yeah, let's come over here and do the, oh, do the thing. And then they just like chat for a bit. And then he just, I don't know, I, just, I got the energy that he didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that would explain why the kid's not the same shade as him. <laughs> Please, you do not need to fixate on the colour of the skin of the child. I mean, John you know, Cena's lost his town since the last movie. I, like, I was about to say, yeah. I was about to say, I think it's because, like, John's gone down and <laughs> the kid's gone up. Like, they've just swapped. Maybe your TV's, maybe your TV's just a little off with the settings. Maybe that's what it is. I did think the film looked really, like, washed out the entire time. So it might have been. But I was streaming it off of Amazon or whatever the fuck. Because it, it mm. two weeks into its theatrical run, it became available on video on demand. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. That's that is that's nuts. That's the era that we're in, mate. That's the era. Yeah. I mean, I love it because I really hate cinemas. So uh, it's 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 a uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I was surprised it was that quick, though. It must have absolutely fucking mm. bombed. Not like The Flash, which is fucking <laughs> apparently doing very badly. Bomb? Let me have a look at I want to look at the numbers, because... I think Fast X just knows its audience is going to be there in the first week, and then that's it. So they might as well just slurp together the money from us introverts. Oh, it's playing down the road from me tonight. How is it still what? in the cinema? It's been on top for fucking weeks. There is a cinema down the road from me that is playing this film tonight. I'm going. I'm going. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it I like... didn't bomb. It's it's made. It's made. It's 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 nearly at the threshold. No, it's gone over the threshold of the whole double what it cost. So it's at oh, seven hundred and twenty million dollars. That's fine. Which is of a budget of three hundred and forty, though. In fairness, Jesus um, fucking Christ. Yeah, that's that film is not too much money. Is, that, is that more than the than Infinity War? Um, Wait, is that know. more than Infinity War? This is Google, though, so it might be completely wrong in fairness. Um, let me just have a look at like what Fast Nine did because that doesn't. Well, Fast Nine came off during the it came out during the pandemic, didn't it? So that's going to have done very badly. Look. I'm looking up the cost of Infinity War. Fast Nine uh. cost less and made a little less, and then. These are, I mean, they are reliable movies budgetarily. Like, they are... Yeah. They make their money. Oh, wow. Going to Google... Sorry, Infinity War was 316 million, so Infinity War was cheaper. Fast 8 made 1.2 billion at the box office. So, yeah, it's definitely a slide down from that. But that's, yeah, amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, 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 how's the Flash doing? <laughs> Less well. Less well. Good, good. I, I, yeah, I, I, um, trying to think what the last DC movie I watched was. I can Probably... tell you which one the last one I watched one was. It was Justice which League. Was it was also the first one I watched. I, which one did I like? I liked Birds of Prey, I thought was fun, and Suicide Squad. So basically, what the, the Margot Robbie Birds ones. of Prey. Oh, it's Harley Quinn, isn't it? Yeah. In Birds of Prey is the, is the Harley Quinn movie, but like that that was that was decent. That was that was like a fun, you know, comic book movie. Is that James and then the Gunn second well? Suicide. No, it wasn't James Gunn that one. Suicide. The second Suicide Squad was James Gunn. That was very good. Yeah, those two are basically the ones that were the furthest from the Snyder stuff were the ones I liked. Although I did, I must admit, grudgingly, I did, I did kind of enjoy watching the uh, Snyder cut of Justice League. I will oh, say God. that, like. I found it fascinating. I don't know if I enjoyed it, but I found it fascinating. Because it was just four hours of Snyder Snydering. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't have that in me ever. No one's got that energy. Earnestly living his Snyder life. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Not worth all the other people who wanted it for so long. I I think we should just get low. I want to see Wes Anderson's Justice League. I want to see what that looks like. I shall, uh, Just like lots of pastel I'd watch colors. that. <laughs> you, you, so you don't mean you like you want to see more director's cuts in general. You mean you specifically want to watch more versions of Justice League with yeah. different directors. We should just okay. take one film and just get loads of different directors just keep to making make it. it. 
respect that. Tar- Tarantino's Justice League, it's exactly the same, but it's a lot longer. There's no fighting until the very end, and it has three racial slurs in it, all said I'm... by Tarantino. <laughs> I'm gutted. The whole his Star subplot Trek didn't about. Happen. I'm not. I'm so happy his Star Trek didn't happen. I have no love for Tarantino at all. I don't want to. I don't want to know what a Vulcan's feet look like in 4K zoomed <laughs> in. I don't want to know what Klingon slurs are. That's fair. Don't... That's fair. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Star Trek's better than Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> he makes just a load of. He, he does his own thing, right? He just makes like cheap, yeah. fucking schlocky movies. With ultraviolence at the end, way too much talking, kind of weird bullshit philosophy, women's feet, and Samuel L. Jackson. Like that's the that's 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 what he does, and he does that I, every yeah, time. I, and yeah. some people really like I it. I mean, the thing the, the thing I'd like about it, I think, is is he's he definitely obviously has a lot of love for like genre sixties seventies stuff. So I could yeah. see him doing something interesting with Star Trek that's rooted in yeah. those kind of those sixties roots. But yeah. Yeah. No, I take your point. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're, they're bad films. They're just not. For me. I mean, I, there's some bits I like. Yeah. Um, Inglorious Bastards opening scene. The sheer tension of that scene is is fucking great. No, I'll just, be honest. You know like, I, yeah, I, I just think he's a little too into film. He's a little he's too. Quite, he's quite into film, is Tarantino. He's a that's, a fair, into that's a fair point. Film. He's into his films. Well, he did. It's like the, when... um, uh... There you go. There you go. Well, I liked so I read I read his novelization of um uh what did what was the movie he did? Um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He did a novelization oh, yeah. and it was in and it was a it was a clever conceit because basically the thing with novelizations was they were often based on scripts, so there's loads of scenes in them that would then get cut from movies and stuff. So a novelization was its own weird kind of form of novel. Um and yeah. he did that and it's it's a it's 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 got a lot of horrible shit in it. <laughs> like it definitely has. It's definitely like, oh, okay, this is Tarantino if he's not worrying about a film-going audience and just committing yeah. to his interests, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but there's also just so there there are chapters which are just film like fake film history, basically. Like he's invented this entire backstory for like the Leonardo DiCaprio character. There's there's a chapter there's chapters in it dedicated to the to the in-universe fictional plot of the TV show that he's in in the movie and just stuff like that like it's just it's it very much yeah. it's all the stuff you don't like turned up to uh you know 11 or 12 yeah, so, yeah. Turn up to don't read that book that makes sense the point I was making I guess yeah are, are there drawings of women's feet in it no but there's some there's some passages where I I must admit I was a bit like oh Oh, you're a you're a bit of a gross old man, aren't you, Tarantino? Oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> there were a few bits where I was like, "This is this is a bit of a pervy old man kind of passage." I'm reading right now. I don't love yeah. it, but yeah, it's interesting. It was interesting. It sounds interesting, but um, yeah, probably not for you. I would say not I would recommend me, don't no. read that Tarantino book. Yeah, I will. I will not. I'll, I don't. I don't really. I wonder if there's a Godzilla, a Godzilla versus Kong tie novel, and then he bashed him in the face and he hit him with a big tree, and then he went ah. I was obsessed with like I read a lot of them as a kid because I um, 
I don't know why I read a lot of them as a kid. Sometimes it was just for movies that were too old, like like I couldn't get in because the age ratings. I would read the novelization, yeah. which was somehow yeah. something that was okay. Um, yeah. But I remember like, I, no, like I, the, I the, well. the Star Trek well. ones as well. I definitely read the Star Trek ones because those would often have scenes that were edited out of the movie. Yeah. You know, to get a bit more backstory or they'd have a scene here and there, you know. So I used yeah. to love those. Yeah. I used to, whenever I watched a film, I'd be like, oh, that used to be a book. I'd just read that book. Because <laughs> that's the that's the thing with films, isn't it? Films is well, I remember just being based as, on books. I remember as a that's kid it. being really disappointed when I read when I went and read Jurassic Park. As an adult, I yeah, love Jurassic Park. nothing like novel. it. I think it's really good. But as a kid, I was like, this is just a hundred pages of crap before they get to the park, <laughs> you know? This is this re- feels like I'm reading a science textbook, which as which as an adult is why I love that. I love Crichton's books yeah. for that reason. I love that his yeah. his politics is not great, but his his attention to detail research was was awesome. Yeah, um, Should, have you ever read some of the original James Bonds? There, there, right? Of uh... oh my god! I at the start of pandemic, I I got the audio book for Casino Royale, and like my god, <laughs> I think it's. It is the greatest retcon in in history that that the people who own the rights to Bond have managed to like have that character still be a valid character in the Bond era. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like there's stuff in there's I there's some lines in Casino Royale where I literally like had to rewind the audio book of like no they didn't just say <laughs> that they didn't just they just and I can't remember was, I, it, I, was it Hiddle I, I can't remember who was reading the book I was like it wasn't Tom Hiddleston it was one of that kind of like British British actor yeah. at the moment and I was like you've got someone to say that sentence <laughs> Jesus um, yeah this, I, uh, I had to put out when I when I when I read them I was like I feel like I should put out an apology video dear women <laughs> I don't <laughs> the ideas that Sorry. are in my head right now they're not mine I do apologize. Oh. <laughs> no, James James Bond, like they and they were, but you know they weren't. It's fascinating. I, I actually one of the things I really like we've we've given up all pretense to being a Fast and Furious podcast at this point. The um yep. the uh, one of the things I uh, I love doing is I love um, oral histories of like productions. Mm-hmm. You know, as someone who you know makes entertainment products for a living, like it's it's just interesting the old stories of like oh how was Star Trek made? There's a brilliant oral history of Star Trek that I think is. It's about 60, 70 hours long audiobook, which is basically original series through to J.J. Abrams um, and including all the TV shows and everything. And that's amazing. But there's one of Bond and I've been working my way through by the same authors. And I've been watching the Bond movies and, you know, in line with, you know, listen to a chapter of the book, watch a Bond movie. And the way those evolved and changed and the way they basically ripped off whatever was popular that year. Yeah is fascinating because i don't know about you but my my mind like knowledge of bond movies before doing this was like they were on in the background on itv when i was a kid at christmas like i just remember them being on telly i didn't really have anything stringing them together i had no knowledge of them beyond just like they were a thing my dad liked to watch occasionally like i wasn't like super into it but then watching them in order has been a revelation of like how they evolved and changed over time I uh going to say something that might start a new podcast. I've only ever seen two James Bond films, and I've read more novelizations Hello. than I've seen the films. We're not doing that podcast. There is, there's no way we're doing that podcast. No, those, I think there's like 20 Bond movies. We're not doing that. Well, we're not. Yeah, I'm but I tell you what, why not? They're why also, they're also like... most of them are bad as well. 
We could watch an entire series of Next Generation and all the Bond films. <laughs> I uh, no, most most of the Bond films are bad, and all of them have aged fucking terribly. Like there's something <laughs> in each of them that would make you not want to recommend it to someone. Yeah. Um, so I mean, some of them are like. Well, I mean, most of them you just accept a certain degree of racism and misogyny just in the door. Like that's just going to be part of it because of what the era they're from, obviously. But like, but even by those standards, like even for their time, there's some stuff in them that's you know, not good. Yeah. Uh, but there's some, there's, there's some... a, <laughs> sorry, I've looked up some quotes from the Bond novels. There yeah. are some I literally refuse to read on this podcast. There's uh, <laughs> the, I imagine the one from Casino Royale that I'm thinking of that I literally had to rewrite to make sure that the line was what I thought I'd heard. That's the one that's on your screen right now, I imagine. Uh, did it involve the phrase blithering women? No. No. Oh. There's a description of the first time that the two characters make love that is absolutely horrible. Oh, I am. I've not, not got that on this list and I don't remember that one. Oh, There's a well, really good no. one in. Uh, oh my god, Jesus! I'm going to send you this link because some of these. Need, yeah, just... I was going to say, send me the link. We don't need to. We don't need to give people audio files of you saying these things now. That's not. There's, what yeah. We need to <laughs> I'll just. I'll just send you. I just found this. This blog post, and this is. Uh, it's number three. Is the one that I, that made me go. I mean, number one and two are bad. Not going to be wrong, but number three is the one where I'm just going to wait for your reaction to number three. Uh, this is, uh... Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's not dissimilar to the one I was thinking of from Casino Royale. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think I, I remember the... Oh, number five's yeah. nice. Look at number five. I'm not looking... I'm not looking at this list anymore. Number, the, the number movies, five. The, the movies definitely, like, they have... <laughs> <laughs> they have the same intent, but they're a little bit smarter about like polishing it up and removing some of the the extremes and the wording. But the but there's still some there's still some stuff in those movies that genuinely you can't recommend them to someone in the present day. You can't go, hey, no. you should watch this movie because there's going to be it's it's the same thing with like you know any comedy that's more than five years old has something in it yeah. that you've forgotten about that would embarrass <laughs> you if someone thought you liked it. You know, I mean, anytime um, Re- Rebecca recommends a film. I'm like, all right, which slur are we going to get in this one? Let's find out. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Confirmation. I respect it. Confirmation. Um, but no, so we're not we're not doing a Bond podcast. There's no way. No. And also, like, no. I don't know, I'm definitely like 10 years too young to do a Bond podcast anyway. Um, yeah. We'll stick to cool films unlike. like Mission Impossible that have totally not aged badly. Oh god, they we watched the oh, first Mission Impossible, and the weirdest thing about Mission Impossible now going to it is how horny everyone is. Oh, like it's, it's, well, Tom in Cruise, a, isn't not, it? In a, not, not necessarily in a negative way, just like we're so, I'm so used to like fully sexless action movies like Fast and Furious at this point that when you see two characters, <laughs> like, oh, they, they're into each other, it's actually genuinely shocking. Um, yeah. No, yeah. no Total Recall, is it? No fucking... T- I've got an urge to watch Total Recall. I don't know why. I can't remember. I've had it race in my mind. Colin Farrell. You want to watch some just, Colin just, Farrell in wanna, a space elevator? Just want to see some people getting blown away. You Massive squibs that are just like entire watermelons exploding on their chest. I miss mm. 80s and 90s action for squibs. I feel like... Mm. 
I feel like this the era of squibs is gone, and they're kind of just like yeah. And you're like, oh. well, they they I the the one was this something <laughs> the most wanky thing I'm going to say on this episode podcast oh. was this something oh, that Chad, the director of John Wick, said to me in person or in an interview? I can't remember. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's oh, sorry, hey, thing with... Mike, you dropped this. You dropped this name. Hang on, I'll pick oh, it up for you. Drop this name. Thank you. Yeah, I'll just grab that name off you. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate it. Um. <laughs> It's the biggest thing with squibs and the reason that they're done now with digital effects is it's just wardrobe. Because you have yeah. to change people's shirts between takes. And it, it never occurred to me that that would be a massive pain in the ass. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, they can, But here's the they thing, right? Keep here's a, yeah. Here's the thing, yeah? Fuck them. Put the effort in, filmmakers. <laughs> Do the here's practical the point, effects. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's the point. It's your job. Put the effort in, mate. I still haven't seen John Wick 4. God damn it. Oh, it's so good, though. It's all I good. I'm watching this shit. the producer of the John Wick game I did, and we yeah, watched it, and we were like, oh, that's the thing we worked on. That's fun. Yeah, John well, Wick I, I, watch it. I'm, I, I, I've, I've watched the film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good to do. <laughs> I, I, I kind of gave up on the film at this point, I must admit. The, my notes get sort of shouty. Uh, it's just put... it's just a lot of uh the roman stuff was kind of fun well i put oh I mean, shit the it's the boring lady not the character i put oh shit it's, it's the boring, boring lady. lady cypher i thought she was they're quite trying, good in this they're trying to redeem like cypher they're trying to yeah. redeem cypher it's like it's like you know i really want i really want her to go to the barbecue because her being at the barbecue with the child <laughs> whose mother she gunned down yes. would be it's never gonna hilarious. happen surely not they're not gonna it do would, that it they would be hilarious that. they might get it would there in be... the next movie no she's gonna do a... in this film she'll do the noble sacrifice thing you're right she's got she's covered in noble sacrifice sauce isn't she that's a It'll it'll cut to Vin Diesel giving a grudgingly respectful nod as she does it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, even just even though Diesel... she murdered my girlfriend, she's kind of alright, I guess. <laughs> even yeah. though she murdered the mother of my child. You know, mm. real recognize real. <laughs> when he says he drives his life a quarter of a mile at a time, do you think he's got like dementia and every quarter of a mile he forgets yeah. everything about his past? It's like it's like a goldfish in a fish tank, yeah. It's just it's all wiped. <laughs> it just looks like Memento a goldfish style. in a fish tank. In quite a lot of these There's a movie like... I watched lately. That's a movie that's what? gone bad with age. But Memento. I've not watched that Memento. in years. I can't remember, remember a thing yeah. about it. Neither can he. Hey. Uh, um, it was a joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was a joke. Is that the joke you were doing? A, oh, well, I, I, see, I stole a... that joke. And now it's my joke because I added the thing. So now I'm, it's my joke. So anyone who laughed this is in why the audience, that's, that was me. You are the Jack Whitehall of yeah. this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. And there's not much. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I don't know. I just wrote loads of things about there being no emotion in the film at all. There's no... No. No emotion whatsoever. Jason Momoa was really good. He's doing what he Come, can to inject any fun into the film whatsoever. He, and he I'm not sure like, he always succeeds. Some of it's a little bit... It's He's having fun, and that's contagious. Well, that's it's the thing. He's the only person who feels like he understands what film he's in. Yes. Because Vin, Vin Diesel's off doing fucking Shakespeare. He thinks he's doing Shakespeare. 
because he's not. He does. Anytime Finn was on screen, I was like, oh, fuck. Here comes some miserable pouting and talking about <laughs> fucking family and other bullshit. And, yeah. oh, so I'm a kid and I'm giving to John Cena, who is a different person now. And, and there was a big bomb. <laughs> fucking <laughs> motherfucking gritty Katamari. So what was the plot of this film? Like, Good what question. was the overall driving? Because it's been like, let's go get the God's Eye. Let's go do this thing. What was the actual plot of this film? Uh, this one, I was pissed off. Yeah, that was it. But yeah. it, that's not really a a plot, big no. overall threat. It's 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 just a guy. It didn't yeah. really feel that the film felt very meandery, just between it, bits. It and felt like placeholder. And... It felt like it was kind of just there to fill. Like it, we're not even going to bother to call up Kurt Russell for this one. Yeah, that could have been the tagline <laughs> actually for the movie. <laughs> not going to bother Kurt Russell with this nonsense. Um, presumably, he's in the next one. I would have thought they'll say they're saving. Him. He's probably in that fucking submarine with fucking Gal Gadot. That's yeah. where he'll be. He's in that submarine. Yeah, yeah. that was a weird scene to end on. Don't know why that was I, the end scene. I didn't understand why that probably, scene wasn't before the last scene. I think a lot of this was shuffled into place. I don't know if they started shooting this movie knowing they'd get Gal Gadot back. <laughs> what they did was they clicked all the bits they wanted and they just hit shuffle yeah. and export. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain so much. So much would be explained. And I was shocked to see Eastwood back. That was the one that I was like, is he in this movie? That's oh, yeah. Where does he, he was go? In it... He was in the Rome oh, scene, and then that was it. Quite frankly, Dan, I don't give a damn. Is that Clint Eastwood <laughs> line? I think that was a Clint Eastwood line. We're fine. Oh, a joke works. Was it? I don't give a damn. Is it? No, it's not. Is it? I... No, it's That's not. That's not Clint Eastwood. It's not a fucking cowboy no, line. Clint Eastwood's lines were like this. <sighs> Guns and shoot you. That was his line. Guns and shoot. Are you feeling lucky, Dan? That's one of his. Clint Eastwood is a man you should never look into the personal history of. That's my tip for the audience. If you enjoy Clint Eastwood in movies, just never Google him. If you enjoy old men shouting shouting at clouds, fucking go nuts, mate. You're gonna have a great time. He once shouted at a chair. Do you remember the chair shouting, oh, Don't go down that rabbit hole. He's done much worse. He's done much worse. Yeah, I know, but I'm sticking with the chair. That's the, It's nice to remind, the remember one. him in a... Yeah, that's the fun yeah, one. Yeah, that's isn't the it? fun one. That's the fun yeah. one. Um, so, 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 so there's a bomb. Yes, there is. In Rome. Mm-hmm. And then the bomb is... Rolling down those really big hills that Rome's known for. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be in a truck, but it falls out the truck and then rolls in a direct line to the place where they wanted it to go anyway. Yeah. And then Vin Diesel stops it by mm-hmm. crashing his car into a crane and then at yeah. about 100 miles an hour crashing the top of his car into a wall, killing him instantly. Yeah. But it doesn't even crack his windshield. No. And then the bomb goes in some water, mm-hmm. and and then the bomb explodes, 
mm-hmm. and it's a massive explosion and loads of buildings get mm-hmm. like demolished and blown up and stuff. Yeah. And then the newsreader with a straight face says there were no fatalities. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite bit, which is a needle drop where a song comes in, the first lyric of which is the fall of Rome. Um, yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's brilliant. And I, I don't, I have no notes. I have no notes about that sequence. I feel it's perfect. What? Why were the police after them? If there was like a bomb and there was like four people chasing it going, oh shit, we got to stop this bomb. The police, they mm-hmm, go, mm-hmm. yeah, they did it. Yeah, they're they escorting like, the bomb. Why didn't they investigate like the truck and see who the truck was signed up to and who bought the truck and uh, mm-hmm. track all those things and do some police work? Because then, then, then you could see like maybe who did it. Yeah, but no, they were like, no, it's this guy who works for us, who stopped loads of bombs in random places for us, who's yeah. known. Well, that's yeah. why Vin Diesel turned, looked down the camera lens, and said, "A cab." I remember that. That he did that's do that. Yeah, he did that's do what that. He, did. he said that. He did, yeah. and then he spat on the screen, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. He sp- weird, spat weird right choice on the for film, but I respect it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a, th- I have a question then. So, how many okay. Fast and Furious films yeah. do you think we'll get to where the amount mm-hmm. of flashbacks is so great that the film can only be flashbacks? And they'll have to tell the stories entirely through flashbacks. If you don't think once that 11th movie is out, they're going to take those actors from the flashbacks in 9 and do a full reboot, then I don't know what to tell you, Dan. <laughs> if you don't think that they're going to do young Vin Diesel, the continuing adventures of Vin Diesel, then you've not understood anything in our time together. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah, you're right. But they won't have those actors. They'll cast new ones who are famous at the time. Or cheaper, but yeah. They'll pretend, yeah. They'll pretend it's those. They'll, yeah. they'll gaslight us. They'll reshoot all that flashback. In fact, they'll just re-release that film with new actors, and that'll be like the first. It'll be film. all new actors, much younger, except Han, who will be played by the same actor, and they'll never explain it <laughs> with different, different length hair in each scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Han oh, is, I wrote, is I wrote completely a quote. outside of the. Yeah. I wrote down a quote. Do it. This was said by that bad guy who was a good guy, but then a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He said. The fallout mm-hmm. will be existential. I love that line. Because it's completely doesn't understand what existential means. No, um, I think it does, right? Because we've ha- they've gone okay. to space, right? They've gone to space. They've fought yep. fucking everything. Fallout yep. will be existential. Ronan Dex's yep. plan, he's going to try and kill God. So they're going to be fighting <laughs> demons in the next one. They're going to go to hell and theory. race in hell and fight demons. I remember when there was a genuine theory that the next Fast and Furious was going to be a time travel movie. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was nine because they cast like the younger versions of characters and that those castings were out. But people keep wanting Fast and Furious to just tilt over into Fantastical. Well, this one did have... This one definitely... It's tilted over Fantastical about six films ago, Mike. (laughs) But this one one has a DeLorean in it. Did it? Yeah, Cypher drives a DeLorean. She drove up in a, a like a, a modern DeLorean. I totally missed that. Going doors. It says DeLorean on the front of it in big letters. I didn't know there was such a thing as a modern DeLorean. 
Yeah, there's like a, a like a DeLorean sort of maybe it's a concept car or something, but it was a modern DeLorean. So maybe oh. that was a wink at the time travel theories. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Maybe oh, they or I'm... they're seeding it, and that's where they're going. Because again, we can't ah. be Back to the Future remake either. Back to the Future is oh, too we, big. We, an we IP can. Not try and bring we it back can. At some point. We can because Robert Zemeckis is still alive, and he has got literally a thing that says they can't reboot it while he's still alive. Oh, okay. Well, there you go then. Good thing. Yeah, I've got I've got a small the device second. attached to my heart. Well, but that's the thing it kills you. The second second it kills me. It takes you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fair so enough. I don't have to live I in the world with a with a fucking Jack Whitehall is Marty McFly and fucking. <laughs> yeah, it'll be White. fucking Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall is Marty McFly. I love it. And and Miranda is. <laughs> I randomly Duh. watched the Michael J. Fox episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day, and that remains fucking brilliant. Have you seen that? Is it? I haven't. I've never watched Kirby Enthusiasm. Just if you do nothing else, if you don't watch no other episodes of Kirby Enthusiasm, track down the Michael J. Fox episode because it's just yeah. that Michael J. Fox moves into the building above him and he's making his life hell, and no one believe him because they just think <laughs> Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's, <laughs> and it, which he does, but he's also bullying him. And it's him kind yeah. of like no one believing him that Michael J. Fox is trying to bully him, and it's the best thing ever. I love oh, it so much. I, Michael J. Fox is an international treasure. He's so good. I need to watch that. He did a there's a documentary he did right on um, Apple TV. I need to watch that. He's so. Oh, good. he did. Yeah, he did a Parkinson's one, didn't he? Oh, it's a what? I think it's more about his life and his experiences. Um, so it's Parkinson's because he's had it since he was like fucking twenty or some shit, wasn't it? It was. It's not a lot before yes. it. Yes. Yeah. He's great. He's a great guest. If you get him as a guest, that like Scrubs, he is incredible in Scrubs for those two episodes he's in. I remember, wasn't he in? Didn't he do a run in um, Boston Legal as well? I remember. Yeah, he was in Boston yes. Legal as well, as a guy who needed organs and was buying them on the black market. But otherwise, he would die because Boston, Boston Legal was the a great best show. Star Trek show. It was the best Star Trek show for a decade. It really was. It um, genuinely, really was. <laughs> Odo, Odo and Kirk run a uh, a law practice in Boston. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, uh, Odo, Kirk and Ultron. Thank you very much. Oh, you're right, yeah. Odo, Kirk and yeah, Ultron. it's Odo, Odo, Kirk and Ultron. That was fun. Again, one that like, has aged badly, but like, I remember... It's, no, no, it's, it's aged supremely well. I've been, I've been Is re-watching right? it. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been re-watching... Uh, uh, it's on... I think it's on Disney Plus or Paramount Plus. It's, it's on one of those two. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that because I've not seen that since I was a student. It's definitely got some slightly dodgy autism bits with Jerry where they didn't quite understand mm. what autism was and he tries to shoot a lot of people. But he gets sorted out. And then it's got... He has my favourite bit where it, that he says that he comes into work with a song in his heart every single day. And, and the woman's like, could you... Sing the song to me? And he goes, yeah. It takes a breath, and then it cuts to the theme song. And then at the end of the theme song, it cuts back to him finishing singing. Fucking excellent. That's awesome. That show it's like so whenever, fun. When, when, um, when uh, uh, William Shatner opens his phone, it makes the Star Trek communicator sound. It was just, it was perfect. It was genuinely, yeah. I remember absolutely loving it. Um, great. Well, speaking of William Shatner, just to continue this tangent with a tangent with a tangent, he did an interview <laughs> with... Um, Oh, what's his name? Oh, the guy from the guy from Glee, not from Glee, from um, 
He did the rest, the wrestling, the women's wrestling show on Netflix. Oh my god, this is going to annoy me if I don't look him up. Mark something. What's his name? Zuckerberg. Yep. Podcast. No, not Zuckerberg. Um, <laughs> the other Mark. Twain. The other Mark. Maron. Mark Maron. He did a Mark um interview with Shatner. Yeah, but his <laughs> interview with Shatner is genuinely hilarious and charming. Because, because yeah. isn't Shatner? Isn't his whole thing that his Twitter account is run by someone else? So he's like. People hate him on Twitter, but in actuality, I mean, that's not him. I don't know, but like Matt was doing some of his social media stuff for a while. It's true. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Matt you was, Lord, yeah, Matt, Matt was running Matt a bit of William Shatner's. I know he was doing his Reddit and stuff, but they had a falling out. Huh. <laughs> oh, him and Shatner had a falling out, or him and like a middle manager. In Shatner's team, I don't know. Was it Shatner I can't specifically? Remember. I think it might be. Shatner's you... a weird boy. We'll get Matt on the podcast to talk he? about it. Yeah, this is <laughs> this matters more than literally anything else we've ever spoken about. I, wanna, I know. I need to know the entire story, please. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'll text Matt. He'll be more than happy to tell you it. Um, Dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that was a thing. I, need, I just. That's what I want. I want him to serialize it in a series of text messages to me. Just get him to send me the whole narrative and I'll just dip oh, into sorry. it throughout the week. It'll be great. Do audiobook. Wait for Matt's audiobook to come out. <laughs> my, it's called, my, my, it's called my, Shitting my with Shatner. Experience. Shitting with Shatner, the, <laughs> the Matt story. I love it. No, it works. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's I'll do the video game adaptation. That'd be great. <laughs> and it'll be, for some reason, like no jump. Just absolutely no way of jumping because you just still you just, you don't like you. that my games don't have jumps in, despite my most <laughs> popular game being about jumping. Literally, the yeah. tagline was a so, game about Mike, friendship and jumping. Yeah, Mike, you should fucking yeah. put some jumping back in your games then. If clearly that's what you're missing. <laughs> most popular one had jumping in it. Unto that's popular didn't have jumping in it. You know what the, the thing there is, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Jumping. That's where I went wrong. You're right. Add jump into a game. It's going to explode, mate. It's going to do well. Oh, I laughed until I cried. I had to pause the film at one point. Mm. Because after the Rome bit, yeah. when they were, when Rome got a bit blown up. Um, a little bit. A little bit. Vin Diesel's looking at the Colosseum, and I thought for a second mm. he's thinking, oh, damn. They blew up the Colosseum as well. <laughs> that made me literally cry Because <laughs> he's just standing there brooding at the Colosseum. And I'm like, does he yeah. think that was destroyed in the explosion? <laughs> he just... Is that that's the uh, that's the scene where him and him and Helen Mirren exchange puns on the word Rome, right? That's the oh, God, so Roman yeah. holiday. <laughs> um, Why was she there? Because yeah. Helen needs a new greenhouse. That's all it is. And I respect <laughs> her for it. Helen needs a new greenhouse. That's what the 12th one's going to be called. Yeah. I I have no problem with these these uh, these actors with Gravitas just kind of coming in and doing a day's work. And I'm sure collecting a very reasonable size check. Nothing wrong yeah. with that at all. It's a good thing. Yeah, all it does is balloon the runtime of an already elongated film. Yeah. Um, oh God, we yeah, th th uh, then so it was weird. I feel like two things happened between nine and ten. 
is the writers mm. uh, remembered that water existed because it came up quite a lot. Yeah. And they also played video games because that opening scene was like Rocket League. Mm. And then it went, all right, let's do Rainbow Six Siege for a bit with John Cena, who happens to be in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I also love at the start when he's like, when there was like a disturbance, he's like, you know what to do to his little kid and the kid runs off. And later on, we find out what the little kid does is he just like hides in the toilet. That's, that's I his... was like, I was expecting the kid to have like a secret plan, like a safe yeah. room. Boop, I was expecting boop, that boop, kid boop. to like come out of a room with like three guns to hand to his dad or something. Like you know, because in the yeah. in the ninth movie when that kid's like younger, he's got like a little trap doory thing, hasn't he? He's got like a whole yeah, little yeah, routine yeah. he goes through. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting more there. The um, I do feel the need to 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 point out that I think the water thing might be sillier than you're even expecting. I think they're uh-huh. I think they're going for theme. I think that <gasps> in the water tied to his he ties water to the death of his dad because he went into the water. Aren't they like trying to make this whole, you know, Batman fell into a cave with bats and then he became Batman, so therefore Momoa has Are you saying with water. that Fast X is an Aquaman origin story? <laughs> I'm saying someone <laughs> spent five minutes thinking about this. And we have to give that person respect. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but his dad didn't fall in the water. He, had, he landed on the bridge and got shot by the rock. And they no, just Momoa, kind of ignored that. Momoa fell in the water. Momoa fell in yeah. the water. Yeah. No, That's what he's, he's processing <laughs> his relationship to water throughout the movie. There was a draft where that was the point. What, That's where what he's saying. like, ah, you killed my dad with water. I'm going to kill you with water at yep. the end. And then he there was something, it, yeah, yeah. It's like poetry, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Um, wrestling update. I like you. to give you all the wrestling information. Uh, John Cena used his finishing move, the AA, the attitude ad- adjustment, on that guy who then went through all the floors. That was his wrestling finish move, which is why it was so strong, and could put people I through see. a floor. There you go. That's a wrestling. I like. Reference. I like the, the fictional strength of that move. The fact that that is a powerful move in a different medium carries over into the world of Fast and Furious. I I respect so, that. That is that is how solid. strong that move is. That is yes. how it's feared canonically. Yes. Canonically feared. Yeah. By old now balding. What was John it called? Sager. The attitude adjust. Attitude adjuster. Yeah. The AA nice. attitude adjustment. It used to be like called that. the FU. But um, I think they changed it because <laughs> Can't put that wrestling, box, can you? wrestling went PG. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. the new the new AEW game came out, and it's like an old school wrestling game. Uh, some people did not like it, um, but it's so you can tell that it's one where they were like, "Yeah, we're not PG," because like you can sprinkle out thumbtacks in in the game and slam someone into <laughs> it, and when their character order gets up. Not only are they bleeding profusely, but they are covered in thumbtacks. And that's such a beautiful little thing. And I'm like, oh, that's so fun. That's such a, that's a very fun. silly game. What charming, yeah. charming mechanic, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. It's got references to so much, like, it's really dorky. It's a really dorky game, which is what I was not expecting. Like, all the writing is really dorky. It's not like wrestling is serious, bro. It's all really stupid. And it kind of works really well because wrestling is really stupid. It's delightful, but it's also really stupid. So, yeah. 
Anyway, that's a thing. Actually, actually, shit, I've worked out what they should have called this film. Because I, I realized I realized what the actual key point of this film was. And it was no. not about family. It was not about that's revenge. That's not true. No, no, no. It, okay. It's not about those things, right? What this film yep. is actually about is how many different hairstyles can we do with Jason Momoa's hair? That was the actual mm. part of the film. I counted 904. Because every scene, every shot of yeah. every scene, his hair was di- up we in a bun, to... out of the side. It was Matt Rashmore briefly. Oh. He, has he always has. Even when he was wearing a deck, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, yeah, beautiful mane. I like the bit where he had dead guys and he was talking to them. That felt yeah. really dark. <laughs> that felt very thematically Fast and Furious. That felt very odd. That was I liked it. I loved it. Uh, I was like, I wish the film was this, this fucking like Dead Island vibe. I'm I'm in more of this, please. I like the crazy man doing the crazy things. Someone was like, you're going to be in a Fast and Furious film. He's like, oh, there's really silly films. I'll camp it up. And then Vadis yeah. is in there going corner like, the, what? Okay, I don't want to be in any scenes with him. He's not in there. I, uh, oh, I like that I, I, he, like you said, he got, he got the, he got the, uh, he got the brief. He got the tone of what he was yeah. going into. Yeah. He did, yeah. Um, I got jump scared in this film. It's the well, first bye. one to have a jump scare. Pete Davidson. <laughs> cut, I think that's just your the, reaction to Pete Davidson. In fairness, cut the Pete Davidson and recoiled. He's quietly becoming. He's quietly stepping into a lot of franchises, isn't he? Like one of the main characters in the new Transformers movie as well. Like he is quietly. You say you say all our franchises. I've never seen everything but the original Transformers film. Um, you got to watch Bumblebee, mate. You got to watch Bumblebee. Give him up. Give Bumblebee a chance. Oh, I tell you what. No, he's he's a new Spock, isn't he? You genuinely. Peter Davidson is the new Spock. Yeah. In the no, I don't think it is. Yeah, no, it is. It's Peter Davidson. No, it's just it a skinny is. guy again. No, no, it's it's this Pete Davidson. I looked it up. Hang on, let me Google. Yeah, it's Pete Davidson. You've you've got yourself confused now. You've got yourself confused. You know the Enterprise. But if this is a segue, I'm with you on it. Let's do it. If we if we segue, <laughs> you segue. know the Enterprise. It's Pete Davidson. I've heard of it. That's Pete Davidson. Okay. Now play for Pete Davidson. They're doing it Fallout style. It's just a hat that he wears and he runs going, and they film it. It's a hat he wears as he runs around. I mean, I mean, in fairness, they've added one SNL alumni to the cast this year. I'm assuming she's SNL. She has to be SNL. I'm going to look this up. Oh, yeah. The new, the Lanthanite, whoever she was called. Oh, I uh, fucking love uh, her. I'm so excited to see her in Star Trek. She was I, really uh, fun. I can't remember her name now. It began with a P. Pelia? Something like that. I am going to find out if she's SNL because I'm pretty sure she's SNL. I think she's metal. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that. That was a very different. Um... Oh, actually, while you're looking that up, just I'm just going to quote uh, something that the hackers were saying to each other during a scene where they were hacking in the background. Uh, Decrypt the blockchain. There you go. That's a thing they said. <laughs> That's a thing you can yeah. do. Um, famously, just, just decrypt yeah. the blockchain. Just yeah, just to break the blockchain, just to see where all our money's gone. I like the bit where they stole the money and all the characters are like, right now it's serious. Now, what was that bit where fucking Roman threw sand in the air? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. What was that? There was a there was a bit in they did the fight in Pete Davidson's house or his computer thing, and then and then 
at the end of the fight, he like just goes like, bleh, and throws some fucking sand in the air. And they're like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, you know what that was. <laughs> and it's just not mentioned what that is. And huh. I'm like, is that a cut reference to something? Or is it going to be like in the next film, like they re go back that scene and he's throwing fucking nanobots into the ceiling so he can hack into his computer remotely or some shit? I, is no, it gonna I be... don't remember this bit at all. He just throws sand up in the fucking... I'm going to open up a fucking thing. <laughs> Carol Kane was not in SNL, which genuinely shocks me. Really? That genuinely shocks me. Also... Oh, God. Film's very loud. Uh, doing doing the thing. Remember when Han did hallucinating? <laughs> remember, remember I don't remember that. that. No. Han, a muffin that was full of drugs and started to hallucinate. Yeah, uh, uh, one nineteen, one hour 19 minutes into Fast X, for no reason... Roman throws some fucking sand up into the air. It's the... I have no oh, idea what watching. it is. I just got back at one nineteen. He just throws some sand up in the air. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That feels like something where there was a setup or a payoff of that in an earlier cut of the film that didn't make it in. Would be my guess. Yeah. I love, by the way, that the, those two characters have not had any character development in now, like, eight movies of interactions with each other. I love that. Yeah. There's literally never... They're, they're having the exact same arc, except they added a woman to the situation which just became part of the same thing. And yeah. they've never moved on. These are people who've known each other for a decade and are still interacting in the exact same way. I respect that. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I never. I I watched that and I went, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> it really balanced. Peter Davison calls him a ghetto magician in that moment. That's interesting. That's I don't. Yeah, I don't get what that was. What was that? It was that sand he had that he brought with him from somewhere. <laughs> Is that sand he had on him? <laughs> I Does he have I sand on him? To there must be something hand. we're not getting there. There must be something we're not getting there. If they flash back to that and go, yeah, we were cleverly planting a bug so we could listen to this guy, I'm calling bullshit because that wasn't clever. That was just weird. Mm. That baffled me. And what else baffled me was in the next scene when Cypher escapes because the goddamn panel she goddamn well needs is goddamn next to her hands when she's strapped into a fucking chair. She's like, oh, I'm just going to escape bip, 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 on a panel that is next to her hands when she's strapped into that fucking table. Why was the panel... Designed to be put next to her hand. So she could go, bip, 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 bip. If you'd think it would be one of the things you checked with uh, yeah, like if the you world's like, greatest hacker. Yeah, if you were like, okay, I need to uh, build this table to hold hostages. And the way to poison everybody in the room, we're going to put on a tablet mm. next to that person's hand. Put it, put it somewhere else. Put it on the far side of the room. It has to be on the thing. Put it by their head. Put it by their feet. Don't put it literally where their hands, which you've strapped down, could reach it. <laughs> I don't think I, I'm watching these films right. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, 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 guess what? There was continuity. Go on. I'm trying to drag this podcast. There was continuity. 
Little B, which is what they call him now because they can't call him Brian because the writers have finally realised it's fucking weird to call him after your very much a live friend, Brian, yeah. and not Paul. Just off screen Brian, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he's Little B. He he said he didn't like planes. That's continuity. Because of the because he was on a plane with Jason Statham. Yeah. Because he was, well, before that, his mum was killed on a plane. And he I was think kidnapped that will have less of an effect than Jason Statham. I think Jason Statham but probably Jason Statham. Or something. Yeah. So he doesn't like planes. Also, John Cena was watching yeah. the Minions movie when the camera panned around, which I thought was... I can believe that. Perfect uh, in every single way. Cena seems was... like a man who would unironically enjoy the Minions movie on its own terms. He it's would. He great. would. He would enjoy the anybody joy who, of that film. Anybody who talks shit about the Minions movie hasn't watched it. It's a fucking great. Time. I don't think I've seen that one yet. I saw the what's the the original movie was like Despicable Me, right? Yeah, Is Despicable Me. Yeah. 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 Good that, film. I've, I've seen, seen that. First, I've not seen any of the others. I've seen actually. You know what? I've seen bits and pieces of the other movies played on iPads by friends' kids when I've been like yeah. visiting a mate or something. I've seen like Netflix playing those shows. Those I probably could reconstruct the entire movie from all the times I've seen it playing <laughs> on like an iPad or uh, yeah. or someone watching on telly in the background. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's good. I genuinely like the Minions movie. It's very slapstick heavy, which I'm a big slapstick fan. Um, and it's it's beautiful. Illumination do some really beautiful artwork. Like, they genuinely are. Like, look at the fucking Mario movie. Say we want about Chris Pratt's voice, but that film fucking sparkled from the trailers. I haven't seen it. Um, mm. It's a pretty film. They do... Yeah, it, look, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, uh, what the... What else fucking happened? That kid killed people. <laughs> That kid killed people. That kid fired a cannons and blew some cars up and actually killed people. That child is responsible for the for the murder of uh, of sentient humans. Yeah. That child is a murderer, and he laughed when he did it. I don't like where this film's going. <laughs> <laughs> But then again, Jason Momoa had a tooth come out and he threw it at Vin Diesel and called him a butthole, which I thought was uh, the best bit of the whole film. Mm. <laughs> That's good. I like that bit. <laughs> um, yeah, John Cena blew up. Uh, oh, I like the, the the helicopters, tethering the helicopters and using them as wrecking balls. I was like, "That's classic Fast and Furious." Yeah, that's that fun. felt fun. That was good fun. Um, and then, yeah, then there was a reveal that the baddie who turned out to be a goodie turned out to be a baddie and he shot down a plane and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> show show <laughs> those people, like, literally exploding into flames and the, their flesh mounting off of their fucking skin as the plane lands. I would still think they're back in the next film. You you can't... Yeah. And there's a cliffhanger. I'm really bored of talking about this <laughs> Yeah, so we, we can move on. We don't. We can just drop off. We don't need well, to talk we about the entire movie. One last thing we have on. to do. One last yeah. thing we have to say is how do you think they're going to get out of the the cliffhanger, which is two, three years away, that resolution of that cliffhanger, unlike Infinity yep. War to Endgame, which was exactly one year. Uh, how do you think they're going to get out of that cliffhanger if the dam's going to explode and drown Vin Diesel and his kid? I don't care. That's the honest answer to the question. <laughs> they will. That's a, that's the thing. I think that's the problem. That's the thing. 
with doing a yeah. cliffhanger in the Fast and Furious universe is you've told me that the physics can change and reality does not matter. So, like, they'll just drive up it, probably, on a motorbike. They'll drive directly up the dam. Oh, I was thinking, fine. I think, like, yeah, Han or someone has bailed out and gets them or... I, you know what I yeah. really hope happens? Just to really give up on the whole franchise, right? Here's the thing. Go on. Here's, my, here's how I legitimately think it might go down, okay? We go back to that scene. We flash back the last 15 minutes of the film. We then get to Jason Moma. Presses the button. Nothing happens. Presses the button again. Why, why is it not working? Looks at the guy who was a baddie, who was a goodie, who was a baddie, who is now a goodie again. He's like, aha, I hacked the thing. And then fires a rocket at him and, and Jason Momo has to leave. And then Vin Diesel walks away from it, not having done anything. Why did he drive off the front of the bridge and not the back of the bridge of the of the dam? Because the back's just like water, like just water, innit? It's the T-Rex maneuver. The, the film we have confirmed... Explosions are nullified by water. In this film, we know, mm. we nullified that. But he went off the front where there was lots of um, disc drop and distance. It feels like you weren't thinking it through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. John Cena died and I don't care anymore. Strange New World uh, was good though, wasn't it? It was! <laughs> Drag on, let me get some energy back. Drag on, the next one's going to be called Last in the Furious. <clears throat> I like the little cough. The last, the last of the Furious, I can 100% see them doing. Yeah. The Last That's of good. the Furious. That's yep. quite good. Thank you. Yeah. They're not going to do it. It's going to be like Fast 10 Part 3. Duh. I think it is called Fast 10 Part 2. I think that's actually what it's called. I think that's what they. I think they said that that's what they're doing. Fast X Part Two. Let me have a look. I think that's. I, I think that's announced as the title of the movie. That's good, isn't it? That's good, isn't it? So, it's great. It's great. Strange New Worlds was good, wasn't it? It was. Uh, I, I continue to really like that show. That's a really good show. Uh, I have one comment that I'd like to make about this episode. It felt like a season finale in a lot of ways. It did, um, didn't it? Yeah. A it lot did. of characters were leaving. It started with a lot of characters leaving. And I was like, mm. oh, this kind of feels like how you'd set up a finale. And I didn't I didn't want it to set up a finale because it's just started. And I thought I'd watched the wrong episode, but I hadn't. And it was the first one. No Pike, really, which I thought was an interesting choice for your first episode back. Just uh, yeah, old I... Ethan Peck and Spock. Which honestly, I'm fine with because I think he's he's brilliant. I, I, I love his version of Mike, Spock. Mike, come yeah. closer, come closer, come closer. Mike, come, 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 um, yeah, closer, go come closer. Yeah, no, go on. Yeah, right. Yeah. I th I think Ethan Peck is my favorite Spock. Don't say that. Don't tell anyone. Don't, don't say anyone that. Apologize. Don't tell anyone. No, I won't. I won't. No, don't tell anyone. I may. I may secretly feel similarly. No, I think he's nailing it. I think. I think he gets the thing. And I'm, am I stealing this? Might genuinely be something you've said on on <laughs> the podcast before. Like, I think he gets that there. I think everyone who's it, it is you who talks about people who don't get out to play Vulcans. He's playing someone with emotions but control over them, rather than yes. someone who doesn't have emotions. Yes, and he's nailing it. Yeah, I like that it, uh, because you occasionally see those little cracks where he hasn't got control because 
something's going but it's on not well. he doesn't play like i feel like zachary quinto did it and, and like if an emotion got out it was like a burst in the dam it felt like a big well, thing whereas <laughs> you get glimmers yeah. here you get glimmers yeah which is nice it well i mean his emotionless spark like ended up screaming and beating people up and <laughs> it's very heightened exactly yeah that, whereas this yeah. feels this feels more i guess more tv in some ways but yeah and, and it's what's nice is the breadth it gives him performance-wise, you can do drunk Spock if you've got an actor who's that good playing it, rather yeah. than I feel like I feel like other actors who've played Vulcans on Star Trek wouldn't know what to do with drunk Vulcan. Like, it's a, it's yeah. a strange... Yeah. His it, character I, has I, room and breadth to do that, I think, which is yeah, a massive yeah. compliment to him. It's, a, it's an incredible piece of acting, um, and I just love him. I've never re- Spock because mm. I never grew up with with like original series Spock for me is kind of not mine's Data like my love of you know my yeah. secret autistic coded love is Data, um, but uh, Spock as well I like Spock in the films I like fu- slightly funny Spock I like Saki Spock, um, and he was in the TV shows as well but you know it just sort of was you know Leonard Nimoy's a fucking nailed the character and basically is the reason that we've got Star Trek still. Um, but just this version of it is so... There's an emotional connection. Which is mm. weird for a Vulcan. That I just don't, I've never had with a Vulcan before. Because they normally play them quite flat. And you like them because you get used to them. But I always feel like a relationship... A TV relationship with a Vulcan. Like Tuvok. Like I really like Tuvok and I think it's a great character. But like the relationship feels like how a relationship with a Vulcan would feel. It's just really distant. You know, you're like, yeah, Tuvok, yeah. get it. I like Tuvok. Yeah, I think no, he played back, it as well it's... as the kind of distant professorial mentor kind of character. I mean, that yeah. worked well for Tuvok. I think that made sense for him. Yeah. But I think, yeah, with Spock, you're you're doing his. He's a young man, right? So you kind of there's yeah. an interesting, yeah, there's an interesting approach to that going on. I thought, it was, yeah, I think he continues to be really good. I like, I like that they do a reverse search for Spock in this one. It's cool. Yeah. Also, he's half human. And that's where the emotions come from. Because I've seen some people be like, why is he doing the thing? I'm like, it's because, because this is why. But <laughs> even without the... that, I'd be fine with it. Without that, I still think it's, I think, I think it's a, it's a smart way into a very cartoony character if you don't play him right. So I think it, yeah. I would be fine with it even without, I think the, the half human things are nice explanation, but I also get the impression with Star Trek they're trying to move away from the whole this is the race who do X thing, which is yeah, very yeah, yeah, which yeah. is very old school Star Trek and to be honest, doesn't doesn't feel as progressive as the rest of the themes of the show, right? So I kind of Yeah I can see why every, they're maybe shifting. It's all monoculture. You know, yeah, they're not they're not, they're not trying to do a lot of episodes about the dichotomy between this human and Vulcan side because I think that's intentional. I think that's I think that's they realise that's not really saying what they want to be saying with the character so yeah makes sense yeah to me. yeah i just yeah it's just, it just really blew me away i was like oh this is i missed this show i as soon as they're like we're gonna steal the enterprise i'm like i'm home it's back yeah <laughs> i i genuinely it's, it's, think it's of all of this of all the start of the modern star trek i think this is the one that feels it's it's the least kind of pandering, but the most Star Trek to me. Like Picard, I thoroughly enjoyed Picard, but that was someone laying out a present to twelve-year-old yeah. Mike. This yeah. feels like I would. This is this is something in its own right. 
I care about the characters. I, I get them. I'm interested in their arcs. You know, it's all kind of... I'm invested. You know? I am gonna... I like it's my number one in that thing, but there is a, a close number two, which is a show that is now dead, and that's Star Trek Prodigy. Prodigy, I, I know that happened. You were you you were texting me when that happened. You were heartbroken, yeah. I am there, heartbroken. There is a second season, though. There is a second season, it, though. Well... They're in post-production of a second season, so I'm hoping yeah. it gets picked up somewhere else. That'll go somewhere. That'll end up on Netflix or Prime or something. Yeah. I mean, if you can, like... That's too much name recognition Trek, not to be somewhere. It's going to be yeah, somewhere. if you can take a piece of Star Trek, you're going to take a piece of Star Trek. But it really is like Star Trek Prodigy. Did you ever watch it? You watched, like, one episode or something, a few. I got as... I made, no, I made a few episodes in. I got to the one I thought was really good of the, um, the Kobayashi Maru one. Which was fun. Ah, um, yeah, but that that I think by the end of that show, it's got it's like all those characters I give a shit about. It's like I'm looking for action figures of those characters. I'm like I, I need to preserve this. I need this preserved in, in my in my space. In my yeah. space. Um, I love that fucking show. It's such a disappointment they've axed it after arguably like the strongest first season i mean that and star trek the sky like if you were to watch all the first seasons and then like acts two prodigy would like wouldn't go prodigy would stay i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna watch three i think yeah well you've got to find it now because it's gone it's one of those tax write-offs get it off the streaming platforms we don't care about it i've heard about i've heard about some places on the internet where you can find shows i've not checked them because obviously i've never done that but i'll I might oh, try, I've I might heard that thing too. Yeah. Yes. Also, um, there's physical they... media, but they don't release things on physical media anymore, which they should release shit on physical media. No, they, well, that was the story I saw. Was they did release Prodigy, didn't they, on Blu-ray, and it sold out immediately with the news. Part one, I think it was, wasn't it? I thought they oh, only had part one thing? out. I think it was the first oh, ten episodes. Uh, I'm really genuinely heartbroken because that show was so. That was the best show to do the overall arc. Out of all of the Star Treks ever. Mm. Like, because I always loved Enterprise Series 3 doing its big arc thing. That was really fun. But I think Prodigy did what Discovery's been trying to do for many seasons now. Um, and just gave us, like, an overarching story with lots of little stops uh, that build up the mystery and build up the story and change, like, dramatically change how the story is going to go and play out. But we're still telling one story, mm. but we're still telling lots of little stories with lots of room for characters. And it's just fucking incredible and that finale genuinely tense finale it's a fucking kid show and i'm there at the finale going this is fucking incredible what the fuck do you think they messed up a little bit by framing it so heavily as a kid's show like in terms of like because lower decks has done a good job of like signposting to the audience like adults you should watch this whereas i feel like the Nickelodeon branding, definitely until you put me onto it, I'd just gone, oh, I'm not that fussed about watching it because it'll be a kid's yeah, show. I Do think, you think that they I overplayed that a little bit? I think it's the art style that does that mm. a little bit because that is the cheap... We're making an animated show for as cheap as possible, but we're animators working on TV, so we are putting all the love in for as little budget as we can get, so we're going to have slightly janky animation, but it's going to look gorgeous. And there was that kind of... And we're like, you know, every episode we're going to be on a different planet. So there goes the budget for that. We can't just reuse the same places. Um, and we really have to... Yeah, I think that's what pushed more people away than the Nickelodeon thing. But I, I genuinely... I don't think... I think it is aimed at kids. 
I think it is definitely a show that uh, kids could watch because I don't think kids can really watch any of current Star Trek. I think that's the only like because everything else has got swearing and violence. I mean, Strange New Worlds probably, but like that Gone episode scared the shit out of me. So like probably, but then again, there are episodes of Next Generation that scared the shit out of me as well. Um, <laughs> but like, I, there's no like Star Trek that kids can really watch. If you're gonna sit down and watch Star Trek with your kids, like, what would you watch? Like, yeah. Prodigy is the best place to start. Um, I don't know, man. How old were you when you were watching Next Gen? I was like ten. Well, Next 11. Gen's fine, but I can't watch fucking. If 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 I was watching a show and someone said "fuck," that show would go off faster than fucking I could blink. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. Like The Simpsons was too mm. was too much. You know, it was one of those sort of times growing up. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, the modern Trek definitely is is. It's yeah, it's all tits and yeah. swearing and the Picard's swearing and and it's a bit more adult Picard and it's aimed at a more adult narrative. audience. So that's swearing and narrative enough. inconsistency, I think, is the Picard. Fucking hell, the yeah. first two series were shit. But you know, it's fine. Um and then you've got Lower Decks, which is, yeah, fine, but you're not gonna understand a thing that's going on unless you've memorized every line of every episode of the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> and Deep Space Nine and most of Voyager. Um and then there's yeah Prodigy, which was like the one that kids can watch, and it feels weird that mm. there isn't the one that kids. Can... I mean, Strange New Worlds is sort of fine. I don't think Strange New Worlds has swearing. There might be the odd shit. I always thought shit was like a high-ranking swear word. Not like it's not. It's no fuck, and it's definitely not a cunt. But shit's like third tier, isn't it? It's like a C tier swear word. Yeah. It's, it's... That's why I would always. Put I, it. I, also, like sort of I also think one. the swear words are shifting. I think the swear words are shifting. There's a um, there's a very good swear in um, a very good swear. There's a very good swear in um, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But genuinely, I was like, wait, they're allowed to put that in kids' movies now? Like, it's one of those kind P- of things. PG is allowed one fuck, isn't it? And you're allowed to use their fuck. one fuck very well it got into the galaxy three. <laughs> and it's but it's like there is that I wonder if we're just being prudish old men, you know? Like maybe that's I no, for me it's just the tearing. I was sort of like because like YouTube put up a thing, it's like these are bad swear words, these are medium swear words and stuff. And I was like, wait, wait, why is shit so low on this thing? I just thought it was higher. I was I, I swear this episode South Park, they're like, oh my god, it's gonna say shit on TV. <laughs> like, <and> that's <laughs> I mean, that's something like, I yeah, it's. I was like, I swear shit was a high tier. So hearing shit everywhere, I'm like, yeah, apparently that's fine now. Back to the Future's got the word shit in it a whole bunch of times. Mm. Do you remember that at all? Do you remember the fact that there's that's loads tr- of? Is that true? Yeah. Uh, uh, back remember. to hang on, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, back, back to the future. How many times is shit said? Uh, back to the future. Uh, 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 oh, fucking hell. Ooh, apparently it was edited for television, with, and they got rid of the word shits. Back to the future. Right, fuck it, I'm going to go on IMDb, and I'm going to find the fucking parents guide. Good old parents guide. If I can find... Oh, God, all the websites are changing. Oh, God, I'm getting too old. <laughs> parents guide. Thank you. This is just a Swearing. show about two men aging. That's what this is. This is, this is what the podcast is about now. Okay, five uses of shit. It's like shit Please five don't times. Click on that link. Please don't click on that link. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Eight uses of hell and bitches said around three times. 
15 uses of damn and two goddamn it. A racial slur is used. Oh, God. Oh, God, it's every time. What's in Back? I'm trying to what's in Back to the Future. Uh, There is a a, a now not very much used uh, racial slur aimed at the... Yes, I just remember which one it is. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, actually, later on it says five uses of bastard, four uses of shit. Oh, fun. Bastard! Yeah, it's a flashback, in it? Technically, that's the same use, they just show it twice. Uh, <laughs> do you count that? <laughs> do you count? Yeah, well, actually, Declan's not saying... If you're allowed one fuck in a time travel movie, and it like, starts the film off, and they just keep looping back to it, is that saying fuck more mm-hmm. than once? Because you're not saying fuck more than once. These are the important questions. These are the important questions. I need, I want answers to these important questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. I just, I just, I don't know. If I found anything I had swearing on it. My, my mum would like leap across the fucking room like Coronation Street and come on and just kick the telly off. Really? Like, just absolutely no. Nothing. Not allowed a thing. And now I say cunt on the telly. Hey! Oh, the telly. I was going to say, yeah, that works really well for it, it. I only ever I got one detention. It was for swearing. Was, That's uh, fantastic. Is it was uh, it's like this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> In my only detention, I literally, I, I literally, I still wish I had the slip. I got a, a, a detention because there was like I found a chat program in the, on the school intranet, and I, I shared everybody with how to get it, and I got uh, got a detention for telling inappropriate jokes on the intranet. And I'm like, that's not my career. That's not your fucking <laughs> career. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that was my theory. Whatever you got in trouble for, that became the thing that you did. It's a true story. That right, what was your detention? Yeah, you got I detentions. Like, oh, oh. I had one. I think I had one detention the whole of school. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was for. Probably talking. It's usually talking. Yeah. And you make adventures, stories, yeah. you know, loads Where of you talking. Talk. You're a talking fiend. Even your game with jumping's mostly talking. It's just someone else does the talking for you. You didn't get yeah. sent for jumping, did you, Mike? Terry's <laughs> <laughs> got fucking detentions for building shit, like models and stuff. Not fucking it's a good point, though. It's a really interesting point, yeah. It's an interesting point. Because that it's that's the thing probably... that you want to do that pushes it's you the out thing you of the you can't help yourself, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting yeah. point. Yeah. It's a true story. I, I wrote about this story. in my book, Fuck Gear Video Games. Uh, there's a... <laughs> Did you? I didn't read it. I skipped to the oh, page yeah. where you mentioned me, and there was a little note in margin going, I knew you'd look at this, Mike, and I thought that was the funniest <laughs> thing I'd ever I was like, nothing in this book. <laughs> Is gonna be as funny as that joke was, so I'm just gonna leave it there. That's fine. I was like, I get it. You, you did. You had the page with Thomas. Do you remember this? You did. Uh, we read Thomas I, I do not And on the this. page, on the, the you, you I, somewhere right in the book, you mentioned Thomas was alone, and so I went it's to read like, like I always do on games. every book. Uh, exactly, and I turned to that page. Actually, I'm gonna go and look on the shelf. I'm gonna go and find out what you wrote. Let me see. If I can I'm, find I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up now. No, because you wrote it because oh, it's okay. written in pen in the book, so it won't be in your copy. Oh, I thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you scribbled it in the margin of Thomas was because you knew I would flick to the page. So I'm a massive egotist, um, and you weren't <laughs> wrong. And, oh, I should uh, have put it, it in the text. I can't remember what you wrote. Oh shit! I don't know. I can't find it. 
Uh, it's I'm not a book I've, I've... I don't know where I've put the book. It's on my shelf somewhere, but... Wow. I've got too many books. Um, too many bloody I'm books. Many, I mean, I've got, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I'm nine... Too literate. Ten, ten floor-to-ceiling shelves that are full of books. <laughs> Found it pretty quickly. Oh, it's a bright blue book with the word fuck on the side of it in yellow. Yeah. Well, it's got your face on the... On the uh, on yeah, my face on well, the side. Right? Yeah, my name. You know, I kind of see this. Might be a different. Might be one of my upstairs bookshelves. Oh, page two hundred ninety-eight. Ah, yeah, I can't find it. But you basically in the margin of that page, you'd scribbled like, "I knew this was the only page you'd read," or something like this. <laughs> and I was like, "That's that's amazing." <laughs> yeah. That is the best joke you could have written in the entire book from my perspective i mean i you know i, I wrote you know a whole whole book there and i wouldn't read i played it. all, I played all I'm, your I'm games i got stuff to do i got stuff to do, to do fucking audio adventure in reverse order you know it's a... i'm still proud of that one i'm still proud of that one. i need to do something else it. with that story at some point yeah it came out well yeah, yeah. it's good um, oh shit we talk about star trek um, fuck, have I got notes for this one? Not many. Actually, I've got I've got one big note here, and I've got mentioned yeah. this written next to it, which is why I know that I have to mention this one. Um, yeah. Ortega, she flies the uh, Enterprise with the controls inverted. Officially my favourite yes. Star Trek character of all time. That's Officially. Fun. You got all the controls inverted. I was like, oh my god, I'm represented. I've got representation. <laughs> <laughs> finally, this the, is what uh, it feels like finally Star Trek reflects you and your truth I respect that and then right but what I love most about mm. that is they like oh you've got to get away from Stardock as soon as possible and the Enterprise does that fucking badass flip and then like shoots off the top I'm like yeah could do that because you've got the controls inverted that's what yeah. it is that's where that came from I had, I had two topics here which I wanted to bring up one was I love that they are slowly pulling the Klingons back to the good Klingons that was very yes. subtly done Yes. Giving them, we're adding wigs to the ones from uh, Discovery. I see what you did yep. there. I'm excited yep. to see you continue to do that and just basically commit to TNG Klingons. That was fun. Yep, because that's the best the other one of Klingons. Was, the other one was I don't think oh. the writers, the writers' room on Picard and the writers' room on Strange New Worlds have any communication. And the reason yeah. I think that is because they both put the same joke. In the finale to Picard and the opening to this series of Strange New Worlds. Oh. Which was, it's a, there's literally the same joke as in both. It is the what's going to be your catchphrase when the ship oh, takes off joke. I, that is literally <laughs> the same joke, isn't it? Literally the same joke in both. And that is fine, but absolutely tells me that those two writing teams did not know about the other one because you wouldn't do it if you knew the other team was putting that joke in theirs. Yeah. And using yours. And arguably, I, mean, I would say Picard pulled that joke off a little bit better. I... Uh, it cut away and I'm like, yeah, I would have... I would have, I don't know. I like Spock's... I want the ship to go. Now. Now. That's good. <laughs> That's great, but what I loved most about that scene wasn't the... For me, it, see, I didn't clock that, because for me, that wasn't... They set that little joke bit up, but for me, it was the fact that Spock's trying to bond with this crew, because a logical yes. Vulcan would have gone, fuck you, just go. Like, that's not important. Yeah. Like, just just go. There's not, but he's, like, trying to bond, 
And I thought mm-hmm. that was such a good character moment. It wasn't just like a funny joke. It was a moment of character because he's like, oh, okay. And he's really put on the spot. And he really, he tries to play it. Yeah, and, it's and charming. Goes, it's kind of a yeah. fish out of water, kind of kid at a new school yeah. thing. I'm also watching um, I'm a Virgo. Have you watched that? I don't even know really what the fuck that is. No, it's gone under the radar a bit. It's a it's from the director of um, Sorry for Bothering You, which is uh-huh. brilliant. If you've not seen that, like in Nightmare Fuel, but brilliant. Okay. Oh. Basically, oh, so, so no, we're not going to do the whole thing. I'm a Virgo is an Amazon <laughs> Prime show, and it's fucking great. But it's the same uh-huh. idea of like the fish out of water. But the way they do it is it's um it's about a kid who's born a giant. Basically, it's about a giant living in modern America. It's brilliant. Uh-huh. Genuinely Are you brilliant. It's got of very... Clifford the Big Red Dog. I'm not. You should oh. watch this show genuinely. <laughs> it's like if you know what you know what the first episode gives kind of Spike Jones kind of vibes. If you remember, like okay. you know, Eternal Sunshine, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. kind of really creative filmmaking with a silly premise. So, like, whenever he's looking out a window. They're obviously using, like, there's a lot of miniatures work. Like, he'll be reading a comic book, and it'll be, like, this tiny little comic book prop they've made the actor and stuff. And it's <laughs> a lot of really charming... You should watch it. It's really good. Um, I should watch That sounds fun. I, 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 try, I was watching seems, Barry. The reason I brought up is sim- similar vibes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. I've been watching I found Barry. A book. I found right. a book, which oh, he's has found a, a book. post-it note on the front called Love You, Mike. <laughs> Love You, Mike, <laughs> from Matt. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Dad didn't even send me this book himself, I, clearly. I, Matt have I not written in the front? Am I written in the actual book? We're going to find out what, I the, signed, what the inscription is. Am I signed it in the front? I signed all the books. Rebecca did. Um, did I not? It says... Oh. It, no, you did. You did. You did. It's, okay, good. It's got... Well, you didn't sign it. You've just got a DH in there. You monogrammed That's my it. signature. I appreciate that. That's to my Mike, podcast, asso- podcast associate in brackets there. Which page do you mention Thomas was alone? Did you just look this up? 298, I think I said. What did you write for me? What did you write for me on 298? Well, now I'm wondering if Matt wrote it. <laughs> There's... <laughs> it's it's on, the to- on Thomas was alone in very thick Sharpie is written. He's an arrow That's pointing it. at it and it says paid review. Um, so there you go. Thank you, I love it. I don't need to read the rest of the book. That's too good a joke. Right. I remember it being more of a personal attack, which says more about me than you, to be fair. Yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, that's quite eye-opening that you thought it was that, but you know, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you were saying, you were saying. I just, I just wanted to give the audience. I was watching uh, Barry. Yeah. Is that I good? I've not watched any of that yet. Fucking amazing. I do until, like him. I do like him. Mm. Until I got to a point a few episodes into series two when it was taken off of the streaming service that I was oh. watching it on. And I went, Oh, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and they haven't seemingly done any decent physical releases. Ah This is the future God. we live in now, man. This is the future, this is the future. we fucking it's just this is television is finally like Steam, basically, that they can just remove yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Although at least on Steam, if you own something, you keep it in your library. That's yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, no. yeah. All work is yeah. now temporary. We can't assume that our stuff will survive. 
It's, it's I weird. mean, we we will because piracy is forever going to be the piracy yes. is fucking. I, no idea what you're talking at this about. Point. Oh, so I'll to explain to you, Mike, because you you wouldn't understand yeah. this being a game developer who's definitely had the games Con- pirated a whole bunch. Um, contractually, I definitely don't know about the existence of piracy, and and certainly would never condone it as a way of securing uh, products you paid for. Carry on, please. <laughs> Also, products that are altered when they release in a physical media state. It's okay to pirate. Um, for instance, <laughs> say if you were to pick up a copy of uh, uh, like the complete DVD collection of Ten Teller's bullshit. That's fine. Shut up. Ten Teller's bullshit. Don't reference anything in particular for me, please. Um, which had an episode that was removed. The only way to get the episode would be to access it in a in a in a different manner. Oh, which which episode didn't which episode? Vatican, Vatican episode where they called out all the sexual abuse in the back. Yeah, that went away. Yeah, that went away. That's a fun accused priest. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really ruined the mood, isn't it? So let's talk about fucking hell. There's uh, Pelia, the new the new person who was like, I'm an Love inspector. Her. And then was like, Perfect. yeah, you're stealing this ship. Great, can I come? I'm so fucking She's bored. Stealing, <laughs> stealing the ship and the episode. I love her. Yes. I've loved Absolutely her amazing. I'm so Stay forever. Yep. And she's a lanth- a lanthanite, I believe it was said. Uh, yeah, a, this an idea alien, of this... alien species yeah. who lived on Earth. And we didn't find them until the 22nd century, but have been there for a very long time. And they live for a very long time. I love that. Which is That's a fun Star Trek gimmick to do. It's and a fun also, Star Trek I gimmick. Have, I may have secretly watched a few further episodes and know that it's going somewhere cool as well. Um, oh, so yeah, well, I, like I haven't watched further episodes. So okay. from my thinking, I'm like, well, wasn't Guinan on Earth? And wasn't Guinan basically hundreds and hundreds of years old and... Are we getting any connection there? I think my earlier point about the joke means that we're definitely not getting any overlap between Picard and Strange New Worlds. But well, they, I love they, her. They I think she's, she's yeah. Oh, she's one of and a great yeah. actor to play a timeless character as well. Because in my memory, she's always been the exact same woman for at least yeah. thirty years. I've been paying attention to pop culture. So brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was either her or was Paul like... Rudd you had to cast in that role, basically. Those were <laughs> Paul Rudd couldn't have pulled off the, the whimsy. I don't think That's Paul true. Rudd's got the whimsy in him. He's, I love it. he's too I love, busy I being love the, ageless. Yeah, I love the absolutely non-specific accent she's doing. I love everything about it. What? It was the accent that got picked up by a person I can't remember the name of who does the cons. Yes. Ahura! Uh, Uhura. <laughs> it's Uhura. I, I always just, forget because I think you delegitimized our Star Trek podcast in that single moment. Yeah, she's a she's a pretty important character in the franchise. I just I forget that it's Uhura in the in that role. Mm. I always forget that there's more yeah. than one because there's I didn't say cock and spurk. There's cock and spurk. <laughs> cock and spurk. <laughs> cock and spurk. Oh dear. Um there was a there was a I've written down excellent Klingon makeup, so that's good to know that I was paying enough attention. Um, I've also written that the Klingons built. I've written that Klingons built this starship in a cave with a box of scraps because <laughs> they had built a spaceship by stealing bits of a spaceship. 
And yeah, especially if it looked retcon. exactly like the Enterprise with some dirt layers attached to it, right? No, it's not. Um, it's a, oh, they it's said not. it's a, it's a Crossfield class. Yeah, but it's absolutely the Enterprise, isn't it, though? The interior sets. It's just the interior sets with a bit of a uh, very cleanable model on them. Yes, isn't it? but it's a Crossfield class. What other ship was a Crossfield class? Ooh, I don't know this one. Discovery was a crossfield class. Uh, if you if you look at that ship, it's got the 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 ring, the gap on the on the hull. Oh, sorry, on the saucer section, it's got the. I'm sending you a picture of my favorite thing about this episode, which is that I already own one of the key props from the episode. Oh my god! Oh, you own. Very exciting. (laughs) You Klingon. Blood wine mug that I'm currently drinking from. Yeah, you. Well, I I don't own a prop of the Crossfield class, which is the thing I could have shown on. I do. Have, I tell you what, I do have the. the you must. You must have press. a little discovery on your shelf. Have you not got a little discovery on your shelf? I hate the design of Discovery. I truly loathe the design of the Discovery because it's. I just hate that angular back bit. And I, understand I wish, what they're I wish going they for. hadn't gone for the metallic thing with all of these ships. Like yeah. that's the one aspect I don't love. See, there's um, there was a so that one. I assume from seeing this crossfield that that's kind of what the crossfield originally looked like, which is a nice looking ship because it's kind of the Enterprise with an interesting saucer section. And the Discovery mm. was a uh, refit for a very specific engine type, which is why it looks like that. Yes, that makes and it sense. Does does slightly break the canon because there is another crossfield class that looks quite a bit like the uh, Discovery, but is much nicer in every single way. I wonder if I can reach it. <laughs> well, this was a weird thing. So my Paramount Plus began playing Picard after I'd watched this episode. Oh. And the first episode of Picard season one, I'd forgotten they have the Enterprise D, don't they? And it's yes. done in the kind of Discovery metallic style. And after seeing like how good the Enterprise D from the third season looked <laughs> compared to that, was like, oh okay, oh no, yeah. I, it yeah. just reminded but me how bad those first couple of seasons were. Yeah, that's it. But that's in a dream, wasn't it? So like, you know, no, don't worry, they're TV shows, Dan. Don't worry about it. Look, hang on, I've seen Don McCannon just in general when it comes to Star Trek. None of it makes sense. It's fine. I sent you a picture of the... I can't remember what, what that ship is, but that's like a a model that I have. A, 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 a refit of the of the Crossfield class of Discovery, and I thought that was a much more Star Trek design they could have gone for. I can't remember oh, that what is nice. now. What ship is that? That that's is nice. I, I need to get into the... I've been getting into the... Since we last hung out, I've been get, really getting into my model kits. And my model kit painting. I need to get. There's a really nice defined Voyager. Model kit I'm gonna. Oh, there's the, all of them. The I can't remember what brand it is, but yeah. Oh, they're yeah, so pretty. Um, something light or something like that. Like, but yeah, they're they're gorgeous. I'm, I'm, there's a the defined one in particular. I'm like, yes, that's going on my shelf. Yeah, but it's funny. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's it's gonna cost me twice as much as your ones, and also require me to do about 15 hours of annual labor on it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. Yeah. I'm starting oh, to build up do, a shelf. Revel do really uh, nice ones. That's what it is. Revel do good ones. There's a new company. I can't remember what it's called. That's that this defiant one that I've been eyeing up. Um, but yeah, I've got a shelf now of like little gunpla and uh, World War II uh-huh. tanks and things. It's fun. It's a nice little hobby. 
I'm getting far too into far too quickly. <laughs> What's funny? Uh, yeah. well, it's, it's it's also Kerry's job, so I'm basically doing Kerry's job as a hobby now. She <laughs> needs to start making video games, and we'll have done the whole thing. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever you you. Polar lights. Games. That's the one. What? Polar lights. She's fucking Watch yelling out. shit at me now, isn't he? Polar <laughs> lights. That's the that's the brand. That's the uh, the the company, not Rebel, that's doing them. Polar lights. I've oh. done some really nice ones. I'll get a um. I'll get a Defiance and a Voyager for my shelf. I imagine. They also do a nice. massive Deep Space Nine, but that's a level of commitment I'm oh, not yeah. willing to go to. Sorry, massive Deep, Deep Space, Space Nine, Nine would be. <laughs> oh, oh, still model. Let's oh, still yeah, model. Let's, nice. let's become model. Let's come become model kit YouTubers, Dan. We'll sit on stream I'm and do model so kits. So bad at model kits. I am bad. So. I thought I was, and then I actually like asked painting. my professional girlfriend how to do certain things, and actually it turns out I'm quite good at them. I'm quite enjoying them now. <laughs> actually, you, does you, you I just... get all the official help. Yeah, once once yeah, a professional it's... explained to me that you're the you don't actually use half dried paint and paint directly onto the model like you did when you were a child, and you actually have to thin things and do stuff and treat things and use primers <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Suddenly, shit looks a bit better. Um, oh, so, so, the yeah. Polar Lights NX01 kit mm. comes with additional moment, additional, it says parts and decals included to build the NX01 refit, which I legitimately think is the nicest Starship ever made. That's that the up. one where it's got, it's got the hull underneath it and it just looks fucking gorgeous. That's just, I love that ship. It's such a beautiful ship. Oh my god, I want to buy this. You know what I've unfortunately got into? Go on. Uh, Hot Toys. Uh oh. <laughs> they're, they're, they're <laughs> that's dangerous. That's too. much more expensive. Hot Toys are yeah. very expensive, aren't they? Yeah. So, what are you getting with Hot Toys? What's, what's been your, your obsession there? Uh, well, I've decided I'm only buying obscure and cheap ones. Um, mm. So I start. I got for Christmas. I got uh, Mysterio. Okay. Uh, from from the like Spider Man, the most recent Spider Man film. Quentin Beck has uh, oh, okay. what's his face. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great, great model. Absolutely fell in love with it. I was like, I just want one. Anyway, I've got five now. Uh, <laughs> but they're big, but we're aren't, getting... they? aren't they? Aren't they quite large? I was going to send you a picture. I just sent so, you a picture. Like, doesn't them. that take up quite a bit of shelf space? That, by the way, is the most surreal experience I've ever had. Was uh, I was at San Diego Comic Con, and I saw Lou Ferrigno buying a Hot Toys Incredible Hulk action figure, and That's I was amazing. like, "This is the best thing that <laughs> I've ever experienced. This is incredible." That is amazing. Um, yeah. Did he do the sad walk away Hulk as well? <laughs> it's like, if they didn't have it in, it just does the set. Sad Hulk walk away. Um, oh damn! So right, we're not. That's a bigger one, but we'll get to that in a second. So I got Mysterio, and then I found out like Vision was really cheap, and I love Vision from Wonder Vision. So I was like, we'll get. What's really Vision. cheap, by the way, in the world of hot toys? What's like a really cheap one of these? It, well, we'll get to that as well. Um, okay. And then there's an Iron Man that is, was on sale everywhere because it's see-through plastic and no none of the collectors wanted it so it just like plummeted in price and i'm a sucker i mean i grew up with game boys i'm a sucker for see-through yeah. plastic that's just Who's my not? jam 
Who's not? I've got my I've been 3D everybody. printing with clear plastic. I'm going to send you a picture of my clear plastic T-Rex skull that I printed myself. Carry on. Oh, look at, look at us sharing pictures that no one else can see. Um, I know, this is really then, good like, radio we're doing right now. My dream one was Miles Morales, like, because from in the Spider-Verse, because like I said, it's my favorite animated film of all time. Also Spider-Gwen, which I do have, but I'm not allowed to have it until I finish my book. It's just somewhere in my house Rebecca's hidden it, which is great. Um, and then <laughs> the, the other day, Rebecca surprised me with Thanos because they'd got it. Oh, God, that's a really nice 3D print. Jesus fucking Christ. You need to get yeah, 3D, 3D printing print, is getting so good. I just the, 3D uh, print all my hot toys. Well, this is so this is what I'm also doing is I want Tron models. And I realized that I have 3D assets for Tron models and I have a 3D printer. So I'm, I'm starting to experiment with some of that. So there we go. Sorted. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, but, but, but then I got Thanos. Yeah. Um, in his battle armor, also He's an great. unpopular yeah. one. Also an unpopular one, because he uh, comes with a wrong Infinity Gauntlet. He's got the gold Infinity Gauntlet, but that version of Thanos only ever got the red one at the end of Endgame. So they re-released the battle um... damaged one. The battle damaged one goes for about four hundred and something pounds. Is this this isn't uh, that one though? No, or this is. This yeah. one was less than half of that price. Um, I because I'm eyeing up ones that I, I'd like, but also I've got to get them cheap. So the the miles and I, the first ones I got because they were cheap and fun. These ne- the next three are all pre-owned because collectors look after shit, and you can knock like hundreds of pounds off the price. Um, huh. I'm always happy buying pre-owned when it comes to things that collectors have looked after because they'll put like a thousand pictures up as well. Um, but I've got yeah. my uh, my heart was set on this Captain America that was I was going to get for my birthday, but nobody could track it down. And I found out that there's a defect with its shield where its shield breaks, and its shield right. uh, the little strap on the shield breaks, which means that that Captain America is really fucking cheap because everybody's pre-owned because everybody's broken the shield. And so that'll be. But you could repair that, nice. couldn't you? You could get the cheap yeah. one, and you can do a quick. Yeah, get a cheap one. Stick an elastic band around it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Stick an elastic band. Get get your mate who likes the 3D printing to make you a new piece for it. You know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I I recommend pre-owned when it comes to hot toys because collectors really look after stuff. Like they came in like every one I've got has not come in just the original box, but the original shipping cardboard box that it came in. The and thing I'm like, is, Dan, uh, you, if you get a model nuts. kit, you can spend 20 hours making something absolutely tiny and slightly worse than you'd be able to buy it <laughs> pre-made. Like, is is a yeah. Oh, I've got a little soldier in a tank on my shelf. <laughs> and they each took oh. me at least 15 hours to do. Wow! Oh, look at that. Oh, look! I'm reading all your books as well. What was that? Was that Hitler's? What? Stop it. <laughs> You'll never understand my struggle, Dan. Um, <laughs> well, that, so you, you have touched, though, on one of the biggest problems of wanting to get into model kits is uh, half of them have, yep. you know, some symbols on them that you wouldn't necessarily want on your shelf. So yeah. I'm in this weird position where I think I'm not, I think I'm going to have a very allied focus model kit because <laughs> i just i do not want that on my shelf right so like i'm gonna yeah it's gonna be a lot of uh british and american tanks i think i, I will um, say there's one mm. model kit that i legitimately <laughs> just, 
terrifying. Go on, yeah. No, 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 no. There's, there's yeah. one model kit that I legitimately <laughs> think everyone about. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you want about Hitler, but he definitely was a cunt. Um, the, I'm not even gonna. I've seen fucking Kanye do this shit. It's just not funny anymore. Um, it's not. <laughs> let's just not think about Kanye. Right now. Like, I we don't need to there's one model kit. Podcast. There's one. Mm. He'll he'll come along. You just sent him an email. There's one model kit. I legitimately believe that everybody who's ever had model kits does own. Spitfire. Legitimately. Oh, close. Red arrows. I oh, think every yeah, yeah. single every single person you have to have a red arrow plane in your collection. Are people the, into red arrows still? I remember as a kid, like going and seeing the red arrows being a massive deal. Is a red arrow still? Every, it must still be around. Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, yeah, they're still a thing. South End was mm. the fucking place to be. They had the fucking biggest free air show in the fucking world or some shit. I remember going and seeing it. Must have been South. I remember going and see the red arrows when I was a kid. And I had like I had like red arrows. Jigsaw puzzles and stuff, I remember. Yeah. I was really into them. Oh, it was the best. It was the best shit. But uh, if I ever get... I see model... It's just... It's fiddly. i got slightly shaky hands and I'm, I'm like, uh, Lego's enough. Mm. But then again, I build fucking landscapes for T-gauge model trains, which is just fucking obscene. It's That's what I want to get into is all the diorama stuff, like making little... Little rocky do T-gauge. And... Mike. Mike, do T-gauge. That's my... That's I don't want to do trains. Place. I don't want to do trains. The whole point is... Is it not taking up too much space? No, so dude, like that's why you do T gauge, Mike. Mike, T gauge. It's that train. Google though. it. So you need a track. T gauge. It still yeah. it still results in needing to put down a bunch. I don't have room for it. Do you know what the T in T gauge stands for? Unless it means only takes up about thirty centimeters square on a shelf, it, don't, it means tiny, right? Is it like a tiny it, little train? Three millimeters between the rails. Oh really? Oh, okay, okay. It's it's a ja- it's built it, it's a Japanese focused one because it's built for tiny Japanese buildings and people to have their hobby in their tiny Japanese apartments. That is, it's literally the world's tiniest scale train, and they are amazing because they are so fucking tiny, but they light up and everything, Mike. That's kind of adorable. Like, it's a, they're so cute. So you do like little like dioramas and scenes for them? No, I haven't had the fucking time. But I've like what I've designed the layout. I just need to have any time. I'm one of those people who just does shit. And most of the time, I'm just somebody who does nothing, and I'm like, what the fuck? Where's all my time gone? <laughs> I think <laughs> that is adorable, I I but probably too small scale for me. I probably I like the I got, um. I got sheep one like, to a seventy or something. Go on. I've got sheep. I've got little sheep, and I got little horses, and I got little, little people. Yeah, they must the other, literally like, be like half a centimeter long, though, right? They're you talk to the tiny. people. I'll be a second. <laughs> I'm gonna go grab them because I don't know where they are. I'll be so right audience. Back. As we enter the third hour of our our Fast and Furious podcast, here we are now talking about miniature trains. Uh, I think you can hear me and Dan aging in real time. As the show goes on, um, I will have to leave the show in about half an hour. Dan doesn't know that yet, uh, but when he gets back, I'm back. Uh, I will let him know. Hello, Dan. How's it going? Wait, wait. You let me know. I was just telling the audience that I probably only got another half hour to record on this Fast and Furious and Star Trek podcast. But please oh, tell me about the horses. 
I've just realised I've only got about five minutes. So um, oh, I'll perfect. just quickly do this and then we'll wrap up. <laughs> um, so I'll send, I'll send you this one first. Uh, such oh good content. My fingernails. Such my, good content. My fingernails are fucking disgusting. This is what you get when you oh, fucking you raise chickens. Your fucking fingernails. Ugh. <laughs> You're not talking to Tarantino here. Come on. <laughs> it's not toenails, oh, Mike. Oh, 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 those are adorable, though. So I've sent Mike those some cars. Adorable little cars. This reminds me of the Fast and Furious playset that you sent me a photograph of. Those most boring <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I I found there was a because we were talking about like Mighty Maxes and then we were talking about those small the Star Trek Inner Space sets mm. and we we uh, I found fa- I found that they did one Fast and Furious one which is the house but it's got no yeah. interior it doesn't open and no. it just has two cars right. that you park outside but you it's can for move making the barbecue the barbecue scene yeah you can make a yeah. barbecue scene not that you have any minifigures of the cast to put in it I yeah. like I like my Fast and Furious Lego sets that's enough for me. I've got a little Lego Vin Diesel on my shelf. That's enough. That's fine. <laughs> That's enough Vin Diesel for anyone. Let me just... It's uh, good stuff. He's currently in, a... uh, in his car underneath the Hubble Space Telescope. So there you are, between the, the Hubble Space Telescope and Optimus Prime. In Lego, is that spoilers? Is that, that's <laughs> not spoilers, is it? <laughs> I've sent Mike a picture of the people and the animals as well. And I'll zoom in on the people so you can see... Just tell small the people are. My thing is, like, I'm not happy with the paint quality on these. <laughs> they're tiny. Oh my god, they're so tight. They're so tiny <laughs> that the people are smaller than the sprues they're attached to. Much more. They're smaller than the little bit you break off. <laughs> I see this to me. If you're worried about, like, you know, having slightly shaky hands or whatever. I... I'm excited to tell you that there are bigger model kits out there, Dan, that would maybe be a bit more forgiving. This seems like you invented your own personal hell. (laughs) But this way, I don't have to paint them. You see? Ah, okay. You see? Yeah. Painting's the bit I enjoy most, so... Ah, me and painting don't get along. It's too analogue. I like digital. I do. I I am going to have to get. I've I've been. I've I've definitely hit my limits of my skill with a brush. So I'm going to have to get an airbrush or steel carries multiple airbrushes. Rebecca uses an airbrush, but it's for pens. It's for their Copic pens, and you put the pen Hmm. inside it, and it blows ink off of the pen. I had one of those as a kid. The little the little airbrush with the felt tip pen. I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I remember the ones I had as a kid being crap. But I bet the professional grade stuff is much better, right? He's like yeah. when I when I this is when uh, when I did some gun training on John Wick and I realized oh guns oh, they're much better menu. than air rifles because <laughs> um, I'd always yeah. I only ever shot an air rifle so going to like a military grade um, assault rifle was an interesting experience a little bit terrifying yeah, yeah. so is it what you say worse or less worse than Nerf which is as far as I've got. I, would oh, no, I went say paintballing once. I went paintballing once. Slightly well. scarier than paintballing on nerfs. Although I did once shoot myself in the eye with a nerf gun. I did not shoot myself in the eye with a assault rifle, fortunately. Um, oh, but, that's good, uh, yeah. yeah. Nerf guns are quite painful know. if they hit you in the eye. I don't know much about guns, but um, yeah. I'm scared of yeah, we're not I fired experts. some in VR, and I, I even in VR, I killed myself. Like I... they are. That's <laughs> the thing that's the most scared. Like, they are physically terrifying. Even holding one, I didn't love. I don't think I'll do it again. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah, didn't like that. It's not a yeah, it's a scary. Anyway, shit, I've only got like two minutes. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, they drugged up and fought some Klingons, and and Spock was drunk, and uh, it was a good episode, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so see where it goes next. Gone. The that where you go war with the Gorn are coming, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. It sort of yeah. looks like we're about to have a war with the Gorn. Yeah. I'm excited. Anyway. It's 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 a really good opening. I'm excited. I have watched a couple of episodes ahead, and they're very good as well. So I'm excited to talk to you about those it. as well. Are we, doing, are we doing? So next week we are episode two of Strange New Worlds and the very first Mission Impossible movie. Yes, I'm so excited for you to watch that movie because it's genuinely. I watched it again a couple of days ago, and it's genuinely still very fun. I love the Mission Impossible movies for very different That's reasons. In each case, they spend. Yeah. It's like Fast and Furious, where they are drastically different from each other for the first four. And then they kind of stand yeah. like, so it's actually very similar to Fast and Furious. They did random <laughs> stuff for four years, and then one of them made all the money, so they just made that film again and again, which is still yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, I think you're really I'm enjoying excited it. for I'm it. Excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm just excited to not have to watch another fucking Fast and Furious film for another few years. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. To we'll come break. back. We'll bring. Although we'll bring two Fast Ten Fords back so. for. Yeah. We'll bring back. We'll bring back for Hobbs and what's the new? It's not Hobbs and Shaw, is it? I think it's just. Hobbs. Has it got a title? Hobbs, is it Hobbs just Hobbs? Hobbs versus Aquaman. Hobbs, Hobbs two. Aquaman. Is that what it's called? It's called. It's called. Hobbs. Hobbs two. It doesn't have a name. Hobbs brackets. Statham and the Rock didn't get on very well. Oops, we have to do this again without him. Why do none of these people get on very well? <laughs> it's almost... I can't imagine why these particular men would have trouble working with others. I can't imagine I... what would be in their temperament. Is this like The Expendables, where there's like only one person on any frame <laughs> at any one time? <laughs> it's getting that kind of energy. Anyway, fuck it. Right. Uh, yeah, I gotta go. So that was a very good short one. podcast about a thing. I didn't like the film. I like it was Star two and a half Next hours time. long, Dan. It was here. shorter than Fast 10. No, it was longer than Fast 10. Fast 10 is two hours, 20 minutes long. No, well, well, was it? Fuck. Fuck! Oh, God. It took us... Oh, God. We basically could have just read the film out in real time. Should have just done a commentary track. It would have saved us loads of time. Anyway, um, bye, Mike. Bye.